This is Jonathan Hickman, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> You got in under the radar. Did you see that? He was pouncing. He was ready to pounce. He's right there. You scooped him. You scooped the bitch. You got him. You crushed him. You crushed him. We got a fourth one? Because you called somebody a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You scooped that bitch right off the fence. I know you you ain't talking to me, Heifer. No. Heifer. Heifer. Oh, that's a rendition. You're going to hear that on Fox. I know. You were just talking about our girl. I'm going to see her on Saturday, and I'm going to make sweet, sweet hugs with her. And so I wanted to say heifer, because she always says heifer. I'm going to shit in your grass now. Between, between. Dude, I got plenty of grass. I got acres of grass. You can shit in all you want. I'm going to shit in your pool. That's no, dude, there you go. Dude, if you shit in my pool, you know who's iron you're going to. It's not going to be about me. It's going to be about Beth, and then you're going to have issues. I'll have to it's calm baby. her. Oh, no, it's baby Ruth. It's baby Ruth. I'll be like, oh, come here, little baby. I'll calm you. <laughs> She'd be like, yeah, you will. <laughs> dude, when we went on that father-son camp out. Yeah. One of the guys uh, totally sold it to all the little kids that he shit his pants. <laughs> he was sitting there he, and he let out a really nasty wet fart and he's like, <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, and he's yelling at us and he's like, go get me some tissues. Christ, I just shit my pants. And we're like, <laughs> we're, like we're like, what? And they're like, everyone's just kind of sitting there. He's like, I'm not fucking kidding. Go get me some, some tissues. He's like, oh my God. He's like, Jesus. And he's like, he's like, I just sharted. Fuck. He's like, I need some tape, taper down so it's going to slide all down my legs when I stand up. So the whole, t- we're all fucking dying because we thought he shit his pants. And then his son comes over with the paper towels and Kevin fucking digs into his shorts and he pulls out this like, and it's all smeared and he fucking, t- and, he, and then he puts it in his mouth and it was a fucking, it was fucking butter. It was a uh, Snickers. <laughs> it was so fucking funny, dude. Because he, he totally sold it. I mean, even with the wet fart and everything, it was like he had it planned perfectly. This guy scares me. Right? <laughs> this this guy is very scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, you should not be scared, my people, because this. <laughs> my people. My Let people. My people go. This is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 490. What? Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. And have you not been paying attention? Oh, it's football season. I am. Oh my God. I I am opening my home to you in a few days, and this is what you start off with? I am Vince B. Oh, Lord. How you doing, Dad? Oh, my Lord. I am am amazing, Vince. I hope you're well as well. And uh, I am David A. Price. Nice. Indeed, you are. And just to piss Vince off, I am. Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback Carson Wentz. I don't know what that means. Why are you Carson Wentz? Because he's the Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback. But has he done anything notable this week or the, or today? Uh, be the man. Okay. <laughs> That's all you need to know. I'd rather have you than Carson Wentz because you are the man in my heart, Mr. Jason Wood. Everybody's all together. Wood. And feel like we just did this. Oh, that's right, we did. We did, but. But unlike the last episode, which did not have one of these, this episode has one of these, and it is the DCBS Spot, the Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered straight to your door for a fraction of the retail cost. For example, here is the list of my, my picks, and one comes from DC. Yep. 
It is Batman and the Shadow, The Murder Geniuses, hardcover. Wow. Steve Orlando, Scott Snyder, Riley Rossmo, twenty four ninety nine cover price. Dap. What are they taking it home for? Uh maybe twelve fifty? Hmm. Not maybe. Exactly. Twelve fifty. Exactly Mundi. Uh next up is from Boom. We have James Tinian the fourth and Eric Donovan on the third of what they're calling a trilogy. Although I don't see how the pieces fit. But I know. I haven't read it's Cognetic. Find yet. out. Right. This is called Eugenic. It is a three issue miniseries, extra sized, five ninety nine cover price, but you can get the first issue that I said was from Boom uh for two dollars and ninety nine cents. So get in on it. And uh last get down on it. But certainly not least, this is from Scout Comics. I found this very interesting, so I brought it. It's uh, in the tradition of H.P. Lovecraft, who means a lot to me, even though he was a racist. Um, (laughs) It's a sign of the times. Sign of of the (laughs) times, right? (laughs) Really? Uh, Maybe there's that will actually buy it now. In the tradition of H.P. Lovecraft, there's the Infernoct, cumbersome name, as Sam attempts to discover the real reason the people of her town are being destroyed, she becomes aware of mind-rending creatures that feed off the sanity of their victims. It's up to her to do something about it if she can keep her grip on reality. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, writer is uh, Mina Elwell. Artist is Eli Powell. This is, again, from Scout Comics. The first issue cover price three ninety nine will cost you. $2.19 because you're super Damn, smart. son. 45% off. Go to dcbservice.com and save and then multiply. By the way, happy birthday to our, our benefactor, Mr. Cameron Merkler. Yes. Happy birthday this week. Yes. Happy birthday to you. He's one of those disgusting people though, that when you, see, you meet him in person and then you realize how old he actually is, it makes you sick because I look 20 years older than him and I'm like 10 years younger than him. It's true. Yeah. I know it's true. That's why I said it. Why Why the silence all of a sudden making me feel awkward? I don't hey. know. Um, I will make you feel extra happy because I am drinking the beer. The beer. Yes. What? Yeah, dragging it along from last time. I'm drinking the uh, New Belgium Voodoo Ranger IPA. That's the voodoo you do. Yeah. I'm glad it's you're drinking a- that, not me. But well, you know, I was going to ask you, do you want me to pick up some IPAs for this weekend? I, no. I, you just do what you got to do. You are you are uh, not a fan of the IPA, and that's cool. Yeah, but I think other folks are, though. Well, it's the, it's the new hotness. Yeah, what are you drinking? Uh, I am trying. Th- this was um, the night kind of got away from us. Um, so I was hoping to have something else read for tonight. I was along with everything else that I read for tonight. So I timed this wine perfectly. Um, this is from Gabbiano, and uh, it's a Toscana red wine. It consists of um, Cabernet Sauvignon, no. Merlot, and Sangiovese. Uh, from Tuscany. It. It's an absolute label. Um uh, because the only thing you say for Italians is spaghetti. That's it. 
he laughs now. I said it before you didn't laugh. It's all right. Um, oh my God! But you're pretty. It's all right. I know. You don't have to placate me. Uh, this is Dark Knight. Hmm. And uh, it is a. I really, really. It, it could kind of cover a couple of different books tonight because there's a beautiful, um, mostly in black painting. Uh, it's a silhouette of a horse. Um, rearing up ready to attack but on top is a uh, atop the horse is a um is a i don't know if i call him a warrior but again in silhouette someone with a um the sword kind of looks like a rapier but it's 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 a really nice label um and even kind produce- of me of unholy grail but ah. it's 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 dark knight with a k not like Dark Knight's metal, but still, there was supposed to be a whole meta kind of connecting thing going on with this wine, which there isn't, since I did not read. You didn't read it. What the hell? So I'll put this wine back. Forget it. Did you produce your rape here? I did look at the spoilers, by the way. I did too, but did uh, so. Wait, so you're putting it back? So are you drinking something? No, 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 no. I'm. I, I, I was joshing. I'm not putting it back. I am. Ah, I see. Now it is quite tasty. Okay, and now I will tell you what I am drinking, and wow. it's going to be one of those nights because it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I am drinking Corona. What? What? Wow! I even sliced up some limes up in here. I got it all going on. You got your parasol you know out too, dude. <laughs> you know, you know what dude. I, you know what I, dude. What I, what I, what I, dude. He's got his leg blanket on. He's got a little, his I, little I, leg. I, I, Wait, wait. I, I, I actually do have a, a blanket on for my legs right now. <laughs> All right, Professor X, good look it out. I really do. Oh, go shit. over here. It's cold. Oh, I got short time up and a blanket on. <laughs> I swear. Oh, I, I think I oh, sharded. Nice. Oh, nice. my goodness. I was trying to be funny, and there you go. Got some thank yous. I do, too. Um, I don't think this person would mind if uh, we read the letter mm-hmm. that came with what we got because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we may we may have received the same things. I don't know. So. Uh, this is the man has already done enough. The man's already also a, a loyal patron from Jump yes. too. It's what I'm saying, right? But um, this is from John O'Neill, mm-hmm. who writes yes. the uh, fan, the longtime member of our fantasy baseball leagues as well. But go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I'm used to it. Uh, gentlemen. Oh, my God. Dur- dur- during the day, I'm the managing editor for a small publishing company in Nashville, Tennessee. And I wanted to send each of you a sample of our novels that I thought you might enjoy. As a managing editor, I'm not supposed to play favorites, but Jeff Johnson is a beast. The two books I've enclosed here are Swift, Funny, and Brutal Noir Reads. Think Elmore Leonard crossed with Quentin Tarantino and the Coen Brothers, uh, and we received Not Speed, a love story. K N O T T S P E E D. Yes, by Jeff Johnson, and this one. Wow, I can, I'm going to read this one first because really? it's yeah, it's called Dead Bomb Bingo Ray by yeah. Jeff Johnson. It has a beautiful, what looks like. Um, uh, a screen printed cover but it's not but that's okay it just looks like it is uh, nicely there's a nice tooth to the paper uh, and um, the cover stock has clay coated 
Yeah, and I got, I got, I got to say the production values on these books is are through the roof. I'm liking what I'm seeing, and and my fingers like what they're touching. And also, when you send me a book that says uncorrected proof on it, you just won yep. my damn heart over. And because of that, though, as much as we love this cover, um, as it states on the back, there may be some changes before publication. So oh, that's all right. I don't care. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm saying I love the image on the cover. I just I don't want anybody to say, "Oh, well, Vince said when." Right. This this is this does not come out until November. Well, I'm usually wrong anyway. Uh, no. And it's we got crime, vengeance, love, and physics. The infamous. And what from Mr. Warren Ellis? Oh yes. But Warren Warren Ellis says this evil strut of a book is wildly smart, utterly warped, and exultant in its own mad glory. I can't wait to read this, and it's noir. Like what the hell is happening to me? You are a, a new human being. Both of these books look absolutely fantastic to me. You know, do you listen to Little Steven Underground Garage? Not often. I don't know what that is. Oh, please. I, I'm too, and I'm too white. Yes. You're not white enough. Um, and this, <laughs> okay. this, we, this week, Little Steven was ta- talking about noir and the difference between noir and other types of genres and in 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 noir your protagonist never learns from his mistakes blah 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 he went down the whole laundry list and here i get two books in the mail from a beautiful human being that we love so much and they're both noir like what are the chances it's the universe reaching out licking its finger and giving me a little wet willy that's what Mm -hmm. it is so there you go i have Mm -hmm. more thank yous but that's the one i think we all can share Oh hell yeah! I think hat, um, hat tip to Mr. John O'Neill for sure. Big time. Yes, I uh, I may join you in reading that bomb bingo ray first. I was going to read not speed since that's that came out first. Not that there's probably any sort of connection, but um, you know what? I'll read something that nobody else, not too many people, can read before it comes out. So I'll I'll, right. I'll join you. And let's do the our buddy John proud and say that you can check all this stuff out at uh, Turner Publishing. That's TurnerPublishing.com. Right? Indeed. Yes, and sir. They, they look super amazing. I cannot wait to jump in. Huge love and kisses. Thank you, John. So what, what else do we have here from y'all? I, I have two thank yous that uh, are OA related. <laughs> First, uh, I want to thank our boy, our new BFF, Mr. Carl Slominski. Uh, we, Dap and I sang his praises uh, after Heroes, and I did a nice interview with him about his book Teeter Topple, which we discussed on the show. But uh, he opened up a commission uh, window there, and I had him uh, ask him if he had the time to do a Domino and X-23 piece, and he did one, and I, it arrived this week, and it is glorious. So I wanted to say thank you to him for the, the beautiful work. And then words really don't, don't even properly describe the, the, the last thank you, and that is to our boy... Uh, our homie, Mr. Daniel White, uh, former former EOC logo creator, uh, all about gentlemen. Um, when I was when I had the great pleasure about a month ago to hang out with Mr. Mr. Zach Crusay and Daniel and Alan uh, New Mutant, 
in New York for some cocktails. They were flowing, and I had mistakenly thought that Daniel wasn't a superhero fan because, um, you know, I thought he was all about the Mindies, which he is. He loves the Indies, and that got us into a spirited discussion of how he loved uh, Marvel uh, Bronze Age stuff, and I was well, we all were hammered. And we started going back and forth about how I love team pieces and he should do a team piece for me. And then he said something to, oh, that's awesome, man. Which characters? And I said, I don't know. You pick. And then he said, well, well, how many characters on the piece? And being 17 sheets of wind, I said, how about all of them? And was, you know, probably half kidding. And then he's like, his eyes got wide. He's like, seriously? And I'm like, yeah, man, seriously. And then I really had almost thought that that conversation was, was, was nebulous and more conceptual. And then, lo and behold, the next a day or two later, on the IG and the Facebooks, I start seeing the outline for it. And I'm like, oh boy. Uh, and long story short, Daniel did an absolutely breathtaking Avengers piece for me. It is uh, 14 by 17, massive. It is 46 characters, all of the Avengers up until they were on the roster up into um, um, issue 300. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely just it's just breathtaking. I mean, he puts so much time and love into this piece. Um, it's it's incredible, and it's it's easily one of the best pieces. I don't have physical possession yet, but but when I do, it'll easily be one of the best pieces in my collection. It's uh, it's awesome for so many reasons. So much love to you, brother. I did post the piece in our Facebook group and on the Twitters. I'll throw it up on Instagram as well. So, uh, yeah, man, a hell of a great uh, art week for a guy that's supposed to be on art hiatus. Yes, yes, we will mention that. <laughs> um, I just want to thank um, Kitchen Sink and Dover and Amazon and the post office for um, bringing what? me a book that I pre-ordered. Um, maybe it was UPS. We won't give post office too much credit uh something i pre-ordered months ago uh once it was available for pre-order and this would be don simpson's border worlds um nice which is a very thick um nice hardcover some color uh mostly black and white i will be reading this maybe rereading an issue or two but rereading this uh very soon, I hope, but it, it, it looks absolutely amazing. There is, unfortunately for Vince, a dust jacket, and unfortunately <sighs> for me, once you take the dust jacket off, it is just a very plain um, black with silver embossed on Simpson Border World uh, mm-hmm. cover. But inside the um, the 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 front page, the front paper, inside the covers are the uh, are covers of the um, of the series, and, and there seems to be. An essay in the back as well. So I am, um, I am really looking forward to this. I hope that um, they do decide to make a um, Megaton Man collection. Gee, oh, stop! Just stop! Because uh, I will be all up in that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, all, all eighteen chapters and an afterword. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy this finally arrived. I know that uh, some people were surprised that it was. <laughs> being released like this um it was just a good mail week for me between john's books and and this came on the same day they all came yesterday um so there's really nobody i need to thank except for the creator of the work um but i'm, I'm glad it's here 
Nice. I got more thank yous. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is uh, this came from our buddy Bill Zanowitz. Bill Z, huh? Yeah, he worked at a convention. Um, a, oh, a little, yeah, a little while, a little while back, and uh, I guess the artist in question, Mister uh, Anthony Marquez, was there, and Bill was nice enough to get me a signed copy of the Vampirella uh, oh, from Dynamite nice. that um, Anthony did the variant cover for. So it's the Paul, Paul Cornell, Jimmy Brock, the recent Vampirella. So yeah, thank you, Bill. Yeah. Love, big love to you as usual i wouldn't have to um you didn't have to do this to get big love from me because you know i love you anyway and i got from um sean moran he sent me a bunch of savage dragon issues that i missed or i'm sorry didn't miss i didn't order because i was on a break we were on a break and uh i i recanted and and realized my mistake and had a hard time finding some of the issues. So Sean jumped in and said, hey, I'll help you out. And he also sent me a bunch of issues of his self-published comics. Um, what am I going to do with my life? Stop drawing dicks, Sean. That's that's what you should do because it says that on the cover. I didn't say that. Drawing dicks is a good thing in, is in, in my book. Um, so you can check out Sean's work at fistshakingcomics.com. That's fist shaking comics one word dot com sean moran publisher and creator of uh, fish shaking comics i love this stuff it's it has uh well it's it's raw and that's the best thing i could ever ask for good nice. good old good old raw stuff and uh he gave me an, an original drawing of the uh savage dragon on his little note here it was just a good male week for me Nice. Fist, fistshakingcomics.com. Go check them out. All right. Let's talk about the comics. Lots of them. Oh, my God. So many of the comics. Can we talk about the one I think we all uh, read? Well, we read a few, I think, together. Well, let's hope. <laughs> but but well, we have a big thing to talk about. We have two things. <laughs> I know two issues that we talked that we talked to, we read together. So we've got at least three things that we've all read. All right. Um, I'm going to assume, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong. But, Always. Uh, this was written by Jordi Belair, who not only wrote mm -hmm. it, she did the color art uh, amazingly. And uh, the, the art in question was done by a new favorite of mine. I believe that Jason um, hmm. extolled the virtues of this woman's art, and I did not pay attention. I'm sorry, but I saw her work on Hit from Boom, and it is exquisite. Her name is Vanessa R. Del Rey. Clayton Cowles did the uh, letters and the production work. It's called Redlands, and it, mm -hmm. the first issue of which came out today from Image Comics. It sure did. I have been in the habit recently of reading these uh image number one issues that i have not pre-ordered and then i go back and send christina and or whoever's at the desk 
at uh, dcbservice.com a message saying, you know what, I screwed up. Can you <laughs> can you give me issues one, two, and, and three of this Image comic? Because I didn't order them. But I thought Redlands was so good after I read the first issue that I went back and, and pre-ordered all the issues. Excellent. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm in a single-issue groove now. I don't know why. You really are, yeah. Yeah, you're back on it. Yeah. I think back there's there's a veracity to single issues that trades don't have because you're 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 jumping on the bandwagon, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, you get all that extra stuff, hopefully, in the single issues that maybe, maybe not appear in the trades. But anyway, Redlands number one is a period piece. Um, opens up in uh, Redlands, Florida in 1977. And uh, there was a attempted lynching of a group of women, and it's gone horribly wrong. The, the police station is bombarded by um, what I initially thought were evil f- spirits, evil female spirits, right? Because it's not too apparent what's going on initially in this thing. Right. You got you got the the sheriff, his son, and a you know the police force are, are holed up in the in the station, and and the, there's stuff going on outside, evil shapes. The the lynching tree is is uh, ablaze, and and a little girl walks next to the tree, and they're like, holy shit, there's there's a little girl out there. Go get her. And uh, somebody runs out and grabs the girl, tries to get back into the police station, and a black, inky, mist-like, spectral thing separates his head from his neck. It, what looks to be very quickly, like, whoosh, and he and he's dude. I I would love to own that page. Yeah. Yeah. How sick is that? How, how awesome is that? I like that page a lot, but it's not my favorite page from this issue. I'm not even saying it's my favorite page aesthetically, like just just in terms of OA on your wall, yeah, draftsman wise. But but that page is what I'm going to remember from this issue, okay? Because I thought, oh, now we're now we're now we're serious business. This is serious business right here. While we're on the subject of of the art or the visuals, uh, Del Rey's art on this book is very different than the stuff that I saw from Hit. I think her style's been evolving. It, it's it's not too far off from her Scarlet Witch run. Well, I didn't even... I have no knowledge of that at all. Okay. You know me. Uh, take my word for it. But there's a thing going on here that we've seen done in Fringe and um, uh, we saw it in Fast and the Furious 8 where they're incorporating the sound effects or the lettering or, or any kind of statement of, of um, you know, time and place. They're incorporating, incorporating it into the world. Like there's in this panel that you're talking about, the door, the, the, somebody fires a gun and the bang from the gun runs parallel to the open doors as if it's in the same physical space as the doors and the people and and, and it, yeah and, yeah and, and it happened the bullet yeah and it happens on the next page too where um 
something slams down and the word slam is is parallel to the object that is being slammed. So it's like the, the, the lettering exists in a physical space. It's not just comic book lettering. It's in this world. I think that's cool. And that's, I mean, we've seen that in Fringe where the, the, the lettering and stuff, it looks like it's part yeah. of the actual scene. Right, right. Yeah, but um, the, uh, Del Rey's, uh, the marks being made here look a lot like Harvey Kurtzman to me. Yeah. That 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 is a very big compliment. It, they're loose, they're lively, they're energetic, they're dark and creepy. They're 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 confident. Um, she's got this great thing she does with her with eyes. Always oh, has. Yeah. Um, they, they they. It's hard to say. They they almost look empty, but by design, it's. Uh, I don't know. I just think she's always been great at evoking. An, an effective spectrum of emotion from the way she uses eyes, but it's not—it's not because they're oversized or overly animated, like someone like a Kevin O'Guire or something. It's—it's just—they're—they're. They're, in fact, I would say the eyes are, are relatively small from an anatomical perspective in many of the cases. But, but uh, she just—it it just really, really is vibrant to me the way that she she handles that part of the face. Right. I I, I totally agree. Um, and and not only. Are the is the sheriff and his son Skip, and a bunch of uh, deputies and a little girl hold up in the police station? There are a number of people incarcerated in one cell. It's it's creepy as shit. It looks like they just threw a bunch of people in a cell. Some of them are like half naked. It looks like you got biker guys in there. There's uh, you know a couple black people, uh, women. It's just it doesn't make sense to me why all these people would be in one cell. But it looks like a meat market to me, and and the the black man that that we we are introduced to seems to have a history with the sheriff. The sheriff may have have killed his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, um, and so this this man is not none too fond of the sheriff, but uh, the 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 evil female spirits uh, we don't know if they're witches we don't know if they're they're um demons yet um my favorite page of this is the 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 sheriff's son skip is walking up uh a flight of stairs with the girl and it's in red and black and she's like why are those people in a cage uh, I think they want. I think they want to play with you, and and Skip says, you know, come on, let's go, and and so they're walking up the, the the stairway, and we see it. Skip doesn't see it, but the other people looking down sees it. The girl changes from a little girl, and grows Loki like horns, like massive horns, and transforms into this black i can't even describe it it's more of a feeling than a than a, a physical thing it's she just eviscerates the dude and she's got a face but not a face does that make sense to you it, it's a face there are there are holes where 
the mouth and the eyes and the nose mm-hmm. should be, but there's no detail at all. They're just they're just holes. It's it's very disturbing. This is the page I would want. Definitely. The, the one with the, the blam blam where the, the yes. splat splat, yeah. He's got her up, he's going up the stairs and we see that she's a demon. Yeah, it's very or, disturbing. Or some kind of horned thing. Yeah. Very very disturbing. And it, and it's not it's the the sudden shift between little girl to demon that we see over the course of one freaking pan like you flipped the page and she's not a little girl anymore. She's a demon and her, her fingers are so long and she's got this evil nasty open mouth thing going on. It's chilling. It's just just very disturbing. Mhm. And the colors are spot on. Well, it's Jordy, dude. Right. It's it's dark and and there's very, the palette on these pages is very limited. You you get um blacks and reds and and she uses them so tastefully like there's a light shining down on Skip and the, the demon girl is in sh- partial shadow and mm-hmm. then the shit hits the fan and everything just it's just black and red. It it's nuts. It's so smart. Mm-hmm. I thought this, this issue was a tour de force visually I thought. The story is not anything revolutionary yet. It it mm-hmm. may be. It may be. We we may see it go. Um but uh the demons the the uh uh Casey, right? This this person somehow gets his, his hands on Skip in the in the, the sheriff's son. And and the the sheriff. Let's spoil it because I think this is it, it bears setting up. Um, the sheriff kills his own son. He he didn't mean to kill his own son, but he was shooting mm-hmm. at this 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 Casey person, right? And uh, Casey turns intangible. It looks that way to me because the bullet. We see the bullets going right through him. Yeah, and and then he then he he turns to to smoke, and the the sheriff just blows away his own son, and then we see the people behind this, and uh, it looks like this is going to be a a fairly long series, because this this sets up a lot of stuff. I, I agree with everything you said. I think that the quote unquote plot of the first issue isn't all that. No, breaking. Right, right, right. But the devil is in the details, no pun intended. And I think uh, most things that we read these days probably have a reasonably familiar, nay, formulaic setup. It's always what they do with it. And yeah. so I think you said it exactly right. I don't think the the first issue is gonna. There, there's no some. There's not some revelatory moment in the first issue that, um, uh, plot wise, that makes you say, "I've never seen anything like this before." I think you have seen or read things like this before, but uh, it is just the first issue. I think it, it hit all the necessary beats. The, the pacing was spot on. Like I said, I mean, the dude losing his head, the 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 way that the book was structured over twenty two plus or so pages was was well done. Um, you can tell that Jordy's seen a lot of comics over the last few years as a colorist. She has she has seen a lot of scripts and, and comics on, across her desk. Um, and I think the art is, I think this is, you know, Vanessa, look, I, I, as you noted, I've, I've known Vanessa's work for a long time, met her here, Dap and I met her at Heroes, what, three years ago, Dap, I think. Um, yeah. and 
been a fan of hers ever since. She's she's repped by Paolo um, at Cadence, and um, I will say, I, I being honest, I, I think she her style has to be on the right book. I, I think her her sequential work in um, traditional superhero settings not not ideal. Um, I think it, it's it's not perfect. A book like this, um, I, I think, is absolutely perfect for her her aesthetic. Uh, for her energy, it seems to be something that that's right up her alley. So I, I love to see this because I, I hope this is a pop. I hope the book sells well. I hope it's a nice long run because uh, I like the pairing and I think that Vanessa can really show off her chops to you know I don't think she's a household name yet, but uh, but a, a nice you know twelve to twenty four issue run on this with um, with with Jordy's popularity driving the the appeal. I think will really put uh, Vanessa even higher up on the map. Yeah. I, I totally agree. It's to me if I'm gonna if you're charging three ninety nine for a thin stack of paper, you you better give me some kind of reason or or uh, instigate me to separate myself from my four bucks. I, I need some return on my investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, mo- most comics these days, a lot of them don't do that. I I, I feel like I don't get my my value back mm-hmm. but this 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 seemed very much worth it to me um the visuals are are stunning and i think it's 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 a lot like a comedian who tells um, um a well-worn joke but mm-hmm. he does it in a way that is completely unique to himself like you can you can tell a joke a million different ways and it's all in the telling it's all in the way you present it and the the delivery and the timing and the 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 skill and the style and that's everything here this story has been told a lot of times like this could could have been an aip movie in the 70s it just seems like um we've witnessed these events this town besieged by women demons or witches or whatever they are and they got a grudge they got they they have a an axe to 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 wield to bear and and, and it, it's just that this is all in the telling it's magnificent i'm fixated on this moth what's the deal with a moth why does she spend seven panels on a moth What's going on? The moth is important. Obviously, you don't devote seven panels to a moth, and it's it, without it being of some importance. But the dialogue, women like them are begging for it. Like that is the uh, that should incense any woman that hears it. That line, they're begging for it. You know what I mean? We've heard that in relation to to rape and and all that stuff, uh, but. It's juxtaposed against this moth. Why? Was the moth one of the demons in that room? Mm. I don't know. Like, it just w- there there has to be some reason why the creative team would devote all this visual real estate to a moth. Oh, De- I agree with you there. I must say, I was left more scratching my head though than any. I didn't have any strong take on it. But I love that sequence because it's so ambiguous. Mm-hmm. 
disqualified as hell. Did you did you not like this book, Dad? I did. Um, the uh, the moth. Yes, I I, I think every obviously things aren't what they seem. Casey, I believe, is the little girl demon who is the moth. I I, th- I think that because. The people that are downstairs locked up, um, that are eventually freed. Um, obviously, nothing in here is is just because someone felt like drawing a moth. It it, it it's sort of just all there's a reason for everything that's happening. I my my I think the art is absolutely fantastic. I I love um, Del Rey's almost uh, scratchy, unfinished look. Like like it's not it it's I'm, I'm Something that would take maybe you know, Dotson or or Perez one line to draw if it was a shirt sleeve. She's she's gonna you're gonna see a couple of different lines to make the same thing. Which I, I love that. I, I I think that in in certain places that looks amazing and and it is finished. It's just it's it's scratchy and and it's it's you know fuck a pencil line. I'm gonna ink that too. I don't. I I just it, I it exists in a realm in between finished and unfinished. Right, because it could be it 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 it's. It serves a purpose, whether you could say, you know, it's, it's, if it's on someone's face, it could be, you know, facial mm-hmm. hair could be, so, so there's a reason for it. And it looks a lot better than if she just left it open for, for Jordy to color. So, so, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's a dirty book. There, there's fire, there's, there's smoke, there's, it's, it's not, it's not a clean environment to begin with. So it, it's perfectly fitting. Um, like Vince said, with Kurtzman, I, I there's some panels where I almost see some some faces that remind me of of something Latour would do in Southern Bastards, or there's there, there's some Milo Manera, the way he would draw a figure and and the, the they bend the knee or something. Uh, my if I have a problem with the issue, is that I feel it's too short or it doesn't. Um, it's almost unfinished i have half a story because it ends it ends where it should end as far as setting things up but um it felt like too much to me i i I mentioned it almost read like a zero issue where this was it's a prequel it or 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 it's a it's a prologue where where you know we're setting we're letting you know what kind of world this is and then the first issue is now now we're in it and we're definitely in the middle of something because the first page is a tree on fire with three ropes hanging with three nooses hanging from it and and obviously they were trying to kill these women hang these women so we're thrown into it right from jump uh so there is very little you know we're not aside from it telling you the year and the place um we're not really getting to know anybody in a day in a life type setup it, it's you know right. we know people because of the conversations people are having um, so it's, we're learning as we, go no go ahead as we're learning as, as we read it which I think is great I I, I, I really do again in, 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 in the right setting the right, the right story that's there's no reason for all this it's extra I don't need an, an Ohatmu on these characters just let's let me learn as we go and this way we're all we're all on the same page nobody has, has really the upper hand we're all just we're, we're, we're in it at the same time yeah, but it, it's subtle that the information is there. 
It's just, oh, yeah. it, it's not like, oh, here's these three characters and what they do and why they're pissed off. It's like there, there's, um, it, the, the details are revealed in the choice of words that Jordy Yes. Uses and in the in, art, in, yeah, there's right, there's, right. There's, there's a history there. arrow pointing to mm-hmm. everything, going, "This is important." He, right, it's right. Like the there's the, some when, text. Yes. When, sure, when the three women walk out towards the end of the book, and they said, "The one says we chose this town." Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that the like you're there's no there's not a whole lot of sympathy. There, there may not be a whole lot of sympathy for these women. They may have done some really nasty things. We don't know yet. But on the flip side, the sheriff is not a nice person either. No. Nope. There, there, there may be some kind of um, uh, racism going on. There, there may be. It, well, it, been, it, it, it bears to be seen. But the fact that he was picking on and killed this black man's father you you could just draw the line it, there there may be racial undertones to this thing we don't know what i'm saying is it doesn't seem like either side are very you know root worthy like woo woo go witches or, or go demon <laughs> ladies it's just it it's just it like there there's bad stuff on both sides of the coin here but i love my uh, bad witches but they say that we chose this town because we saw it needed the most uh, your soil is rot. Your people are vacant. We needed a place to make new through sacrifice with honor. And we see, and, and you know mean? who's being sat. Well, you know who's being sacrificed. The cops. And when she says with honor, it was the people that were in the cell that are escaped, or not even, I mean, it's not like they're, the woman might be running away, but it, it, we, we know that the, the honorable, the people who should be looked up to, uh, those were the ones that were locked up. So obviously there was a there is now a shift in power. Uh, yes, but they seem to be old too. Like they say something about being alive for centuries. Right. Right. Yes. Because yeah. Well, I mean, when you the see all this for three. This is what I'm getting at. All this for three ninety nine. That's right. what I. That's yeah, what yeah. I want. And Give even me. though, and every note, even though every single page is packed and there is a lot of information to to mm-hmm. to absorb um for me it, it's i don't it, it, it's i'm not saying i feel cheated it, it, it's weird that with everything that's going on on these pages that i still feel like i may, maybe it means that you know i just enjoyed it too much and i want more now but mm-hmm. um there is it I'll, and always and leave I, them wanting more well, yes, you definitely do, um, but this is also something that can very easily be reread without feeling like, oh, you know, I just read. I don't. You there is. I think there's there's some rereadability here. Whether you're just taking in every one of the panels and and not reading it and just looking at it. Uh, I mean, one of the witches has her arm in a sling. You know, I mean, right? Could they be the fates? <laughs> it's they, well, they rem- I, I don't know if the names mean anything. It, there's Roe, Alice, and Bridget. Um, we know, based on the concept art, that now that the police are gone, that they're basically going to be the new law at Redlands. Um, there's, 
which again is why I felt that it was it was mostly just a almost like a a free comic book day issue where it it was just you know the second issue is is where we are now but if you want to know you know what happened right before that that's this story and that's why it it really didn't it it is a first issue obviously and it and and everything that's been said about it tonight uh is all is all positive and is all for for the good it, i just i don't know why it didn't really feel like a a major first issue for me and it is a major first issue but it's just it, because it's got that that number one on it and and i'm reading the story it didn't it's it's really hard for me to 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 put it into words but it, it just it it did feel like this was a a giveaway story and and if you want to know more come back next month and uh, th- this was the freebie and this the first hits free and if, if you want to know more you're going to come back and pay I gotta say, I don't understand. I know it's 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 the strangest. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying like, like you're you're crazy. I don't understand you. I just I no, don't get, I, I don't get it. I know, right? And Those there is compute. there is the uh, the stars and bars in this thing too. So, and that's and and that whether it's it's hillbilly moonshine or vampires or it's 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 witches or but there seems to be it, it's you know when image first started you had their take on superheroes and and then you know you had other creators coming out and and telling different stories then you had you know hell shock and you had and and you had some some crazy image stories over the years and and you know you they, they brought strangers in paradise over and and image became a lot of things but right now, they just seem to be. Most of their books are either in the Gothic, yeah. southeast, or they deal with rednecks and hillbillies. Or um, it's just it, it's. I, I kind of want uh, a break from that, and and no, which is probably one. I don't think. I, I don't think you're going to get a break from it. No, like, because, not not an image. To, I mean, it, like, it's like, like it's newswise. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a break from it. It's not. No, a, I, I, I think. That. No, no I, I think and, it's and, incredibly canny on Images' part to be doing this at this time because this is a big deal. This is this. This is probably one of the most important things that are is going to be. You know, uh, one of the one of the hallmarks of our generation is this North South bullshit, and I and I think it, Images is. Very smart for exploiting it. That's what it is. It's, it's exploitation. Mm, I don't see it that way. I, I think it's a little bit coincidental. Jordy's from Florida. I heard uh, Declan on another podcast doing an interview saying that they both really wanted to take a chance and tell a story from their that were based in their home settings. That's why he's doing. Uh, yeah, but come he's on. doing his OGN. All this I, stuff I don't is see it, man. All this stuff is filtered through an editorial process. Uh, Department. It's not though. But you're no, wrong. Not image does not have an editorial department. No. That's not even true. In fact, most but, of these guys have to hire their own editor. But they have a publisher, though. Is what I'm saying. Image is just the, the eye the on the publisher. Says yes to anyone he thinks he can sell books to. Right. So you're you're saying then, Southern Southern bastards, cannibal, mm-hmm. redneck, 
Redlands. Okay. It's it's a coincidence that all these. I'm saying Southern, Southern Bastards got okayed because it was Jason Aaron getting to do whatever the hell he wanted, and, and, and Jason Moore sure. said, "Let's do it." And that begets to... and that begets other people saying, "Oh, I can dig with that setting, and I'm going to do book in that setting too because I'm a Southern." Right. So it's not right. a coincidence. So, it's calculated. No, it's not a coincidence, oh, but no. it's not editorial mandate at all. It's no, no, it's, no, 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 no. It's, it's not what it's, I said. It's, I a, said. it's a zeitgeist. It's it's these other creators saying, "Yeah, I can vibe with that. I, I get where that's coming from." Donnie Cates is from is, is is he's from Texas. He's going to write stories. Yeah, that, I, I don't. Texas. You no, said it was like editorial. This is not. No, a, what I what is, I'm saying is, is like there's this a isn't person. David Brothers and uh, and and uh, and uh, Eric Stevenson sitting around saying, "Yeah, we need more Southern related books." No, but there are people at Image that say yay or nay to series. Mm, to it's potent, not a, to potential but series. It's, 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 but I think you're you're way overestimating that. They're process. not saying okay. Are, is it a book set in Florida? Okay, sold. No. That process is is, is merely. Well, I don't. I, I think you're you're oversimplifying it. But I'm I'm thinking. I'm not though. I mean, we, last I checked, we were good boys with the COO for a long time. I mean, I know how the process works. Like, it's not like that. Like Eric Stevenson does not editorialize what gets published. He bases it on two things: does he think the book can sell, and that's mainly does the creator got a name for themselves, and then is what he's pitched and sold does it look professional enough that he thinks it's worth the fee that they're going to pay him to publish to print the book. That's it. I, I he doesn't edit it. He doesn't help market it. Okay, don't do a I, just, thing. I don't believe in coincidences. The fact that there's <laughs> that there's five or six. But Zap and I aren't saying it's coincidental. We're saying it has nothing to do with Eric Stevenson deciding he wants more Southern books because it's topical. What but we're saying is the lack of coincidence is that because Southern Bastards was a runaway breakaway hit, and there's that oeuvre, it's inviting other creators to vibe off that. That's all. It has nothing to do with Stevenson having some kind of view that that's the kind of books that are going to sell. That's all I'm saying. Because if you look at Image right now and you look at all the books they publish, I mean, we're talking about a tiny subset. They put lots of different books out. Many of them yeah, sure. don't sell that well, but this. So I, that's all. I, I again, I, I agree that it's not purely coincidental, but it's it's but it's not coincidental because of some grand social messaging that Eric Stevenson is trying to put forth. That's all I'm saying. That's smart. I think it's people want to be like Jason Latour and Jason Aaron. Really? I do. You're gonna you're gonna lay it all on them. I think that's how the genesis of these things starts. I think it's like that's like saying when when Eastman and Laird did Turtles, it, it begat a fucking hundred other copycat anthropomorphic black and white books. Yeah, that's but I think go. there's a big difference in the impact of Southern Bathers, Bastards and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of course, and one one selling. right. But we're also talking about a couple books just because we're spending forty minutes of discourse on this book. I mean, these you know the average image book outside of a few hits selling a couple thousand copies a month. It's it. it the average image book gets less sales than we get listeners. So let's keep it in perspective here. I mean, I like, I like social construct. I like I mean, that. I'm just saying, like, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's yes, it's much different because back then you were talking about selling hundreds of thousands. You were talking about people getting rich off of being a copycat. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, you know, you can't get rich in comics unless you're the outlier of the outliers. So. Um, I don't think Dap and I are disagreeing with you that it's not coincidental purely, or that there's some 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 force at work. But I just I do not think, nor have you I have, seen any evidence of of Eric Stevenson sitting around saying, "Hmm, we could use some more Southern vibe books." Like, no, no, you, we're talking about the impetus for these Southern Gothic series. We're we're going to disagree on the impetus, but the fact remains, there's a bunch of them out there from Image. Ain't no arguing that, my friend. Right, and and most of them are good. So far, yeah. 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 So here we Would go. Did you throw plastic into that? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have the gothic. I was asking about it. Like, I'm, yeah, I guess you guess it would be. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, uh, to, just to summarize, I, I love this issue. I am going to buy it in singles. So I, my love for this is all-encompassing, so I'm buying the singles. Boom. Boom. Boom, done. Now let's talk about this other uh, little little book y'all were up in. We're not going to disagree on this one, are we? I don't know. All right. Um, this also came from Image. It's so it a basic. No, it's Probably, not. No, I don't think this one has a whole lot to do. <laughs> thanks to, to to the Jasons. Yeah. This is basically a one man show. Written, drawn, colored, conceived by Rich Tommaso. It is called Spy Seal. Number one. The Court and Steel Phoenix. Yes, it's part one of a story called The Court and Steel Phoenix, and there's a hyphen in there. Court and Steel. Um, there is a similarity to, to Ergase Tintin, but it's yes. just, just in the line. Everything else is this unique um, anthropomorphic world that Tommaso has created in which a uh, a seal by the name of um, Malcolm Warner who seems to be lazy but not unintelligent. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of... Um, he's not very upwardly mobile but he is yeah. resourceful when he has to be. He's a contradiction. He's he's um, he's motivated by food instead of personal growth, and 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 his um, do we call her friend? Do we call her girlfriend? He won't even admit what this person means to him. His his no, just friends. His female friend with a Mondrian blouse. Uh, her name is Sylvia. <laughs> And she's an artist. And as the as the story opens, Sylvia is struggling with this painting, and she's she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it! I've 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 expended all the energy on this painting. I want to at this time, let's go to a gallery." And he's like, "Ah, oh, I don't know. Do we really gotta go?" And she's like, "There'll be food." So he's like, "Okay." But 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 once they get there. He he does get into it like he's he's talking about uh, the 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 style and the content of the art and he's 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 vibing on it but it, it, this in 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 total it's a strange book because while they're at the gallery um, Malcolm is is approached by a bunny a Russian bunny who latches on to him. And, and he doesn't know why. We don't know why. And there's a murder attempt, a terrorist uh, act that uh, erupts. And um, Sylvia's winged. That's a pun, I guess. Uh, and, but it all stems from this, this Russian terrorist group. David. A troop. It's just a little or, yeah, there's two foxes and they're getting all jiggy and performance arty on the stage and in the middle of their performance one of them pulls a gun uh, 
for whatever reason and screams die imperialist pig dog and and sylvia's shot in the sh- in the shoulder and and malcolm springs to action so this lazy you know person actually can get motivated when 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 it matters to him and there's a chase over the rooftops and it gets really weird this book is strange because mi mi6 is is involved um and the reason why i said it gets really strange i'm gonna spoil part of it that um the bunny comes to malcolm's home and there there's a there's a discussion and and secrets are revealed in in a and a tea kettle squeals <laughs> and and um the bunny what was her name angora angora is is shot she's she's mortally wounded she's shot and killed and then after that this is what i'm talking about is why the book is so weird she, nobody seems to pay it any never mind that the 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 woman is dead like Malcolm's like, yeah, I was just talking to her. And she's laying on the, the ground and she's dead. Did you guys find that sequence like weird, strange, a little bit off-putting? Hmm. Not just, really because it's it, – it just he, went, she, She's laying there dead. Someone walks into Malcolm's home, his apartment. And so it all happens and then, and, and then he um, – they – Give him the pin, and they. She, she gives him a, a clue as to that yes. would later play into the story. But, and but then what the I'm medics s- come in and 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 take but away. But I mean, yeah, they're, they're all. It just renders. Over. It renders her this character so inconsequential to the story. Like he's obviously attracted to her. Early in the story, she comes up to him. And and she, he's attracted to her. He's he's surprised that she's, you know, this va va voom bunny is devoting attention to him, and they have this dialogue, and they're there's obvi- they're obviously sharing something, and then she's shot and killed, and it's just like oh well, she's dead, and the dialogue changes from a Malcolm and Angora to Malcolm and these MI six guys. And you know, plot points are fleshed out. Is this the court and steel phoenix? And then there's a she's dead on the floor of the apartment. She was alive two seconds ago. Now she's dead, and nobody seems to be paying it any any attention at all. I I just feel like it was just like this. It's incredibly cold. More attention is paid to the stupid tea kettle screaming. Than, than this woman being killed? Or am I just overthinking it? You might be overthinking it. You well, might be. Put, I'm not saying put, you're wrong. Put yourself in this it, in, in the, 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 the place of Malcolm. If you were talking to somebody and somebody outside the window shot the person you were talking to, would you not shit your pants? Freak out, scream. Get all you, you would definitely get wigged out. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, she somebody shot her, and then he starts talking to the turkey dude, the old the old turkey guy. Oh, gobble gobble. Like, the, 
when you think about someone, uh, uh, a woman getting killed in front of James Bond, he doesn't usually stand there and fall. That, yeah, exactly. Yep. Over there. He's and like, granted, well, all right. Malcolm isn't a spy just yet. No, he's nothing. Um, and he's they... not a hardened um, vet at this game, but it's still it. I, I, it it kind of plays into his character the way you set him up. The only time he really was motivated was when Sylvia was hurt, and and up until that point, he was just like you know whatever, going with the flow. This woman dead on his floor, and now he's worried about someone breaking into his apartment, and he's got to stop them. Um, yeah, only to find just, out that he could stop and have a conversation. It didn't. It, it did not seem out of place to me. I'm with you. It's a life, though, and and I yeah. I don't I don't know. I've just I'm. It just Sounds seems like you're a little bit attached to. to I know. Uh, yeah, you don't. You we read lots of comics where lots of people die. We just <laughs> were laughing about a sheriff losing his his head cut off, and we didn't spend a lot of time talking about the feels. But there there was way. <laughs> The, I mean, yeah, I, don't know. I, 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 I didn't give it much thought to be honest with you. This I, Angora like, character is I think, rendered incredible. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Oh, I said it was evocative of James Bond to me, like David said. I mean, or, I, or Jason Bourne. Like, all right, well, people die. I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm not seeing it because th- this character is is fleshed out way more to to a, a far greater degree than a person in a James Bond movie that's just put there to push the plot. I mean Really? It's one issue. She's like in like four pages of a comic. But look how much dialogue she has. She's well, in, that, in well in a couple pages if she's if just this comic suffers from one thing, it's plenty of dialogue. Oh I love it. I liked it a oh, lot. It is, but in a good way. Oh yeah, I had no problem with all the dialogue. Yeah, you I know, thought a lot the, of panels on every page. He, the, the, yeah. Tommaso packs a lot into it. Beautiful. Oh, he puts the, his I, time into it. No yeah. doubt about that. I will, and I, and the, obviously, like Daniel White said, um, the tour de force of this issue is the juxtaposition of the screaming tea kettle that pushes you, and well, I should say, distracts you from the fact that someone who I think is very important, Jason and David, don't. <laughs> Um, I, 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 there's a life being snuffed out and it's like this prestidigitation you're hearing this this high pitched um, wail from the tea kettle and then blam the next time we see Angora she's got a bloody splotch on her chest and, and she falls and and has just an it's a, it's a classic noir setup where she's like uh, she's dying right and she's like take this it's the brooch no and she gives him something that'll push the narrative in in a new direction and you know just further the narrative get the story rolling it that's classic noir right um and then he goes over and he takes the time to turn the burner off on the tea kettle so and and it goes from big bold ease to tiny tiny little e. It's a great great sequence. It's 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 masterful actually. But I'm just saying that I just thought that this character should amount to more than just like oh well, bunny dead. Maybe yeah, let, maybe let's move bunny on. not dead. 
because maybe, maybe when, not when, maybe not because deputy dog over there when he tell when the medics come in he they, they just prep her to put her on the gurney and and then that's i mean that's on the last page of the issue anyway um so maybe maybe i'm not trying to get your hopes up maybe she's not dead well and, even if she's not you know, dead the 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 characters believe her to be dead and or Turkey, at least at least he does malcolm right. does the other right. two so malcolm and, and turkey dude and and the the dog Turkey that dude. and the dog that Malcolm smacked with the cricket right. bat, um, they they may believe her to be dead no, too. I it's just that she's I, so inconsequential to anything. That, that's what I'm saying, though. I think only Malcolm may think believes her to be dead because otherwise they they won't. When 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 he's telling the medics when. McGruff tells the medics that you know this is she, I'm over here. She's over McGruff, here. did you call him McGruff? That, 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 <laughs> holy shit! You just called him McGruff. <laughs> yeah, you're able. Holy shit! You can. Yeah, you know, he may know something that he, he may be more in tune to what a dead body feels or looks like. Or it's I I I get what you're saying. I think um, of all the things I enjoyed about this issue. Uh, wondering the fate of, of Angora was definitely not um, on my notes. Um, on my that's list of things to talk you're, about. You're both cold-hearted bastards. I, that's why. Yes, that's right. The I, absolutely. Seriously. Actually, some chick, this, some chick who, who comes between Malcolm and Sylvia who, who uses him because... Oh, she definitely she, uses him, yeah. Exa- and then breaks into his apartment. Yes, I, I should feel I should feel something for the way this character has been treated. She's exciting, though. Come on. She reminds me of friggin' Maggie. Or Hopi. From I gotta Rogue say, Le- I am absolutely fascinated by how much thought you put into this <laughs> rabbit that was on four pages of the comic. Like, truly, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm Spice Like, That's I knew we were going to talk about Spice and I didn't think we were going to go here. Like, you she, have put... You have, you have put more gravitas in this character than I think Tommaso did when he drew her. No, I think you're full of shit. He wants, Look, he wants an Angora spinoff. No, I, maybe. It's, it's just that she's she, to me she was exciting. She's, she was impetuous and, and in the moment and, and just uh, unpredictable and when she gets shot, the way that he has her hair over, like, wow. I think I just this think it's, epic. no, I just think it, it, this sequence is just it's masterful. It's great. I don't, I don't know. I was doing voices as I was reading this thing too. Wow! Especially like Turkey guy. <laughs> uh, what the hell's his name? Gobble, what's, gobble over what's, here. what's what's Turkey dude's name? Let me ask you two questions. Hmm. Were you like were you like a Mad Richard Scary fan growing up? <laughs> Was that your shit? No, I didn't like Richard Scary. <laughs> I I found Richard Scary. This is Richard to be... Scary with guns. No, this is awesome. Well, I, is, I think Richard Scarry's awesome. All right, then, then okay. But I, I, I think, the, I, I don't know. Like this to me, they, they get Black Sad gets accolades. Why not this? It's the same thing. Oh my god, dude! Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I gotta hit the pause button. Oh, wait. oh lord, I got like I'm getting palpitations over here. I was just gonna say, I, I wow. Um, no. Oh boy, I, the, I can. I, I think comparing those is like saying, 
the Yankees get all the love. Why don't the Scranton Wilkes Bar Red Barons get as much? It's like <laughs> we're talking about different stratospheres of of, of comic them. Different, different, different entire universes of comic storytelling. No, I think the approach is and the execution is different. But I don't, I, I wouldn't elev, I wouldn't rank um, the Black Sad stuff. I wouldn't call it superior to this just because it's rendered in a different way. I think there's a lot of beauty in in what Tommaso's doing here. But that's okay. Your your mileage may vary. Yeah, I mean, I I think both can be can be cool without them being on the same level. I mean, I, well, I we read lots of comics we like, and I think some are better than others. I, that's all. I, I, it's I, I don't it's know. true. I that, uh, you just you, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't I can't go into the. I mean, to me, Black Sad is that is those are special. Yeah, it's up there. I think this is special too, but that's okay. I mean. Do you think uh, the man with the yellow hat shows up in issue two? Or <laughs> I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Oh my god! Great. Why you gotta be a dick? Why you gotta be a dick? Oh, stop. I, I love. I loved this issue. That. You're killing me. You're killing me. Well, you know what? Honestly, I was reading it, and I, I, I mean, I'm not. This is not for for giggles. I, I, I honestly thought it reminded me of, of, Curious George and Richard Scary, the the, the cartooning, which is fine. I mean, that's not a bad. I mean, look there. I mean, Richard Scarry's well, he's passed away, but I'm sure he was a very wealthy man for selling millions upon millions of books over the years. So it's not like that's a uh, an admonition, but it. Uh, it, it felt, I don't know, it, the art style reminded me of the cartoons that I used to have to watch when my kids were really little because it's what they wanted to watch. And I would be PBS. like, exactly, a PBS cartoon. And so it was just very hard for me to disconnect that that feeling from this book, probably unfairly to the book's content, but I... Not struggled. probably. The, Definitely. The the, the art style really was hard for me. Wow. I I think there's an exquisite beauty to this simplicity of the line here. I I I love this issue. Oh, I mean, you're not alone. I I mean, and and why? You know, I I asked myself the very same thing when I read this issue. Why is it something like a book by Jason? I can totally think is great. But then this just doesn't do it for me. I I don't have the answer to that. I don't know why. I don't know why some things that that seemingly have lots of similar characteristics resonate with with us and others don't. Um, I don't I, know. I, I, but I'm it, not going to. I mean, I'm not going to smirch the book at all. I don't. Right. I don't right. think it's a, a bad book at all. I don't. I think it was well executed. Uh, it's just for me, the visual style just sat in this corner of my subconscious that just just made it hard for me to. Be gaga about the um, I I from start to finish I enjoyed every single line. The uh, love the colors. Colors are, are there's flat. two sensible people in the room. Um, oh my! The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, Who's casting aspersions now? <laughs> um. I, I, love the way, uh, it. I can't wait till he till he beds Kalu next next <laughs> year. The um, I think Arthur's his neighbor. They they have oh, uh, they there's a um, 
No, Arthur's the weapons maker. That'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be very cool. With his little fist. They, um... <laughs> everything that, um... Tommaso doesn't leave anything just... He doesn't just... Everything is drawn for a purpose. Because even when he hits Homeboy over the head with the cricket bat, um, mm-hmm. in the doorway is Turkey Dude in, in the shadow. So it everything... And then throughout the rest of the apartment... All the little, all the little rugs are disheveled and 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 messed up. And and, in, and as I'm looking in every panel, Malcolm's apartment, his flat is not. It, it's it's almost like it's a hovel. The, the ceiling is cracked. There are um, there's well, yeah. plaster missing. He doesn't have a the, job. No, but I'm saying it's like you know it, earlier because it looked like it was in a. A nice enough neighborhood. Um, yeah, he, he's on the, the third floor, um, you know, and it's a big place, so it doesn't look like you know. I wouldn't expect it to kind of. It, it's not a crack den, but it doesn't. I. I <laughs> but it was because I'm I'm examining every single panel, homeboy's drawing, and and it's it's I I really really like the line work. I I, I think yeah. the art is is really solid. So because of that, I'm now scrutinizing every panel and analyzing everything and, and it's it's you know i mean he he doesn't he doesn't even phone it in with the kitchen because it's not just the the tea kettle it you know he's got he's got papers tacked up on the wall he's got the dish towel over i mean there's everything is for he makes this it, it's a very believable lived in yeah. environment and and the uh I think the even even Malcolm's out. I mean, he's he's wearing the turtleneck, which is of course you know the official spy outfit. It, it's there's just it's a massive uh, turtleneck though. Oh, it's huge! It's almost it's like it's really big. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know the body language, the way the characters, are, no, no one's just standing there. Everybody's doing something, whether it's with their hands, they're they're in motion. It's a very, um, it's a lively book. I, I really um, like you said. I before I place it's superb order which will be very soon I will uh, I will request uh, the first two issues when I ordered the third this month that's uh, what I did that's what I did no um, I'm gonna if, do it if, in case you want to know the turkey dude I hear John Houseman when he <laughs> speaks the really? a, yeah Angora is Yoko Ono there's something about oh, Angora hilarious. that makes me think Yoko Ono yeah. Oh, you uh, come to uh, we come to. But she's uh, Russian. Yeah, I know. But I'm. I, so, I heard you. Vince, I bring up topical? a great point. Should that be topical? Since what? No, Vince, you bring up a great point. I have to say, when I was reading the comic, I I thought that the comic she was written with an affectation that seemed like an unbelievably stereotypically racist Asian woman. Right, but she's and Russian. Then they said she's Russian. I'm like, wow. I'm like, Phil, somebody fucked up the dialogue here because. She comes across as like stereotype Asian, and it's like that's nothing like Russian. So I'm with you. I got the same vibe, uh, and was actually relieved that they clarified that wasn't the case because I'm like, because that would have been unfortunate. She's hot, and unfortunately, she's dead. But um, there are. But who's the um? The shooter was a pig. That's what I'm saying. Because we're we're and and he's just so we had they were. She was trying to stay away from the foxes, and yeah. and um, that's who Malcolm was going after. And then uh, he comes back to the apartment, 
and yes, it was a um so so she's so it's almost like it was a setup because she's like go to the window and it's you because you don't see her get shot. You you hear it. No. And then she comes and he turns around and she comes out of the kitchen. So, you know, it's yes, we see a pig in the shadows and, and mm. watching at them from from Peter Parker skylight. So you just mm-hmm. you don't know if um it, it's <laughs> It's it's it, it's a mystery. I, I I really really there's nothing which again because Tommaso doesn't just draw something. He's he's not just throwing something. He's not either leaving something out. He's not drawing something because oh this looks cool in the background or I'm gonna you know put this character. Everything is there for a reason. And uh, if anything, I want to read the second issue just to find out how yeah. how this whole mystery Could, progresses. The dialogue I, in it, that sequence is ridiculous. When she gets shot, oh, he's like, shot yeah, it was Secret Service. Like, how would you know that the Secret Service shot you? Did the guy, did the pig have a button that said Secret Service on it? Secret yeah, Service. I, it's, it's so good, though. But anyway, yeah, there's uh, extra bits in the back that uh, feature Spy Seal drawn by a bunch of different people. And one of those people's is one of our our, our boys. One of our peoples, yes. Yeah. The Dave Jordan. Mr. Dave uh, Jordan. Mr. Dave Jordan. Um did an awesome uh spy seal in the uh, in the Alps. Um is it the Dave Jordan or that Dave Jordan? I always our Dave I don't want to screw up his his well, I know it's R, but I don't want to screw up his uh his Twitter or Instagram handle. Um that Dave Jordan, thank you for where do we go from here being right next to me. The uh I I, I got a huge kick out of um out of the quote unquote fan art and uh cosplay. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm a little That's bummed disturbing. that you know Pat Dorian had to well, you're probably happy about it, but you know, it's Angora in the background of that one image instead of um I, I, I kinda like Sylvia. I don't know why. I kinda like Sylvia. Oh, I like Sylvia too. She's not dead, unlike Angora. She's not dead. She did get winged, but she's not dead. So if you if uh, you want to get you know, uh, you want to understand oh. what we're talking about, go pick up the Spy Seal number one. Did it came out last week? It or no, this came week? Out today. Yeah, today. Um, and uh, there is it's not just the uh, the fan art. Um, there is a backup feature. There it's, is uh, Ninja. Fukura. Fukura. By, By Joey Weiser. Joey Weiser. Yes. Yep. And if you pay attention, Joey Weiser, you've heard his name mentioned whenever I talked about SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm pretty sure of it. He lives in a pineapple under the sea. Yep. I like the covers too, man. It's it's I I really like this package. I um I have not read everything that Rich has produced, um, but I really like this, and and uh, it's definitely, definitely recommend it. I know we've been teasing it for the past couple of weeks, as far as in your travels, and we've talked not well, past couple episodes, we've we've um, implied that it would be discussed in great length, and uh, and I don't think um, there's it's. I mean, we're no. There may be a lot more love we can give to it, but I want to see more of the story. It, it's a, uh, it is a really, really solid first issue, and uh, definitely recommend it. Yeah, I was wrong. Joey Weiser, he did that Cavemen in Space that uh, we talked about for Madhouse. Remember back way back when? 
way back when. Yes. And that uh, Tales of Unusual uh, Circumstance, again, uh, from AuthorHouse.com. So it's a complete package. It really is. Check it out. Jason, Jason, tell me something that you read. uh, He will be right back. Why? What's he doing? I'm not going to say. It's his business. He said it in the Skype. Is he pooping? He's not pooping, really. He would probably know. take the Oh, he's peeing. He's peeing. <laughs> he's there full. We got shout outs. Let's do the shout outs while we're waiting. We can do the shout outs while we're waiting. That's right. That's Good what I just said. Yeah. yeah. We should do that, Vince. Because uh, these, you, you set it up, my brother. Oh, yeah, because he's not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Sorry. we have some wonderful. Oh, good, Jason. I'm back, baby. Sorry, All right, we're, doing, we're, doing, uh, we're doing the shout-outs real quick. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, because we have some extremely wonderful and... Uh, well, all of our patrons are extremely wonderful and uh, they're very generous. The um, We are at the point in the show where we want to uh, give a shout-out to, uh, to the EOC Illuminati. Uh... And those uh, one, two, three, four, five people that uh, recently donated to the show include Mr. Paul G. Roybal. What? what? Next. Oh, what? We're doing it. We're... Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Mr. E- Mr. Eugenio Garcia. Nice. I'm going to skip one. Because oh. this, no, I, be, just because. Oh my god! Talk yeah, about do the next two. Do the next two. No, thing. no. Okay, I'll do yes. the next two. But one of them I really wanted to do because this person was kind enough to reach out and say, "Hey, happy birthday!" But had a little bit of dismay because he couldn't post to my Facebook thing. Yeah, no. What's up with that? Be- yeah, he was the only one. Blame my sisters in law. Okay. No, I hear because, you. Because hear you. they they post tons of shit. But anyway. Oh, I know all about sisters in law. Brian Murray. Yep. And the gorgeous and intelligent Mr. Chris Revikant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And last, but certainly not least, this time around, Gabe Bustamantes. Yes. the move. Yeah. Who is then, you know, we've that that's a name I I still see every so often, but I mean that that's a throwback to uh to the old forums and junk. So For real. Nice to see you, Gabe. And I must say that uh, we are ever closer to our next goal. 156 patrons now. What? That's nice. And I know we often talk about what what uh, what, what 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 the collective patronage unlocks, like the extra episodes. But I don't think we do the rewards enough justice because uh, we get a lot of feedback that the rewards are not an insignificant part of why some folks. Uh, do their pledging. So the names you heard were kind enough to join the uh, EOC Familia tier, which is a, um, uh, I'm sorry, the EOC Illuminati tier, which is a a $10 a month pledge. And uh, with that, you get a shout out. But let's be honest, probably the thing that that they're more excited about than the shout out is the care package, which uh, after six months at the tier, 
uh, we will hook you all up with a package of goodies. Uh, we talked a bit on the bonus episode that uh, it's going to have comics, maybe some, who knows, it's going to have cool stuff. We we definitely intend to make each package its own thing, and our goal is that when you get the package, you go on the internets and our Facebook group and everywhere and rave about how awesome the package is. So we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to throw a free comic book day, single issue, and a button in there. So, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to hook it up. Uh, I get, well, I'll be throwing some buttons in, though, but those are the ones that I did, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, love buttons are another thing entirely. Um, there's the EOC New Gods tier, uh, where if you are a part of that, you may pick a specialty episode uh, once per quarter. You and all the New Gods go into an arena. You battle to the death. One of you comes out as the proxy, and you tell us what we're to talk about for an entire episode. And that's coming up, right? That's um, I guess that's next month, right, Dad? Uh, it would be the fourth month. Yes, so... Uh... Because we have our themed episode that we still need to yeah. hammer out. And then, uh, yeah, the, the next theme episode will be by the patrons. And, uh, yeah, and then there's the Celestial Beings, which are uh, which are, are an extra special level of folk. And they, in addition to all the other goodies, get to chat us up on the Batphone uh, on a special Slack channel. For those that don't know, Slack is a very popular messaging platform. Um, and we have a EOC uh, Celestial Being Slack channel, so we can basically we're, we're available anytime to chat it up about really anything. Um, I'm on it all the time. You are, you are. But wait, and then we have uh, two more tiers, which which let's admit we weren't sure if anyone would would take us up on these tiers because they're 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 a big financial commitment, and um, and I, I must say I my hat goes off because we have one EOC Sugar Daddy. And what that gets you is, uh, if you're if you are on that tier for six months, you earn the right to sit in the fourth seat as a co-host for an entire episode, which is big doings. Y'all know we protect that fourth seat. That fourth seat has got yes, the butt we prints. Do. That fourth seat's got the butt prints of some very amazing people. So, um, and then last but certainly not least, and this is what I call the the. The, the the call me crazy in a good way tier, the EOC Medici tier, and what that gets you is Vince will create a one of a kind painting for you if you join this tier for three months or more. And Vince next month, I think, is if I'm not mistaken, I have to double check, but I think next month our our Medici patron will be eligible for said painting. Nice. Now, are you going to just do whatever you're? whatever your heart's content because we didn't put any rules on it are you going to reach out to them and try and get a sense for the person are you going to like are you just going to let the animal spirits take you or are you going to let them have some in, in, interaction with you What's well no for this first one I'm going to ask what he wants and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do so he's going to get two. Oh wow Woo. come on nice I mean, I mean he was the, the, the first one brave enough to, to tread into that uh, arena so he should be rewarded for that True. Right, and if if there are any eccentric billionaires out there listening that like our show, uh, there is the no more part time lovers tier, which if you if you are if you uh, if you join this tier for a year, David, Vince, and Jason will quit their jobs and do EOC full time. <laughs> what does what does full time exactly mean? Is that five days a week? Is that well? It says that we will commit to doing the show at least five times a week. So, 
Yep. There yeah. you go. I would love to do that. Well, there's a tier for it. Well, Lord knows we would have plenty of time to read things for the show. Oh, we would read so much. So much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's tittering. Well, can we speak on the other thing that we all read? What's this? Is this another? I think you have the image of Rama dusted off for tonight, right, Vince? Uh, I best have it dusted off if I'm thinking that he's going to talk Blue Monday murders, right? <laughs> or black. Blue, it's... Blue Monday <laughs> Oh, damn. Blue Monday. It's, see, here's how my brain works. I said foreigner, urgent, Uh huh. Blue Monday. Urgent. Bomb. Urgent. Urgent. Black Monday murders. <laughs> Correct. Go ahead. (laughs) Words by Jonathan Hickman. Art by Tom Two M's Coker. Colors by Michael Garland. Letters by Russ Wooten. This is a story of human sacrifice. This is Black Monday Murders. I must tell you that um, as we as we have often acknowledged to one another, uh, sometimes your mood affects your enjoyment of something and sometimes you may not even realize it until after the fact I read the first issue of Black Monday Murders with great anticipation because I love Hickman the day it came out and I was nonplussed to the point where I pre-ordered it and let it stack up and then we saw Hickman at Heroes and chatted him a little bit about this and I thought you know when I go home I'm going to give it another of the try, the first arc had finished up, the trade was out, and I went back in and I started reading it, and holy crikeys, did I love it. Uh, and then Dap, much to my absolute glee, jumped back in himself, and I'm not going to take, I'm not going to speak for him, but I, if I'm not mistaken, you also enjoyed the book. Loved it a lot. Nice. So this book is near and dear to my heart because it is deeply intertwined in the financial markets where I spend entirely too much of my life. Uh, And the concept is that the entire financial world, um, its existence, stocks, wealth, banking, all of it, finance essentially, is tied to the deepest, darkest, most primordial magics. And that uh, these are supernatural forces. These are gods. These are things that people worship. They hold power. They demand sacrifice. Um, and that money is is a component of uh, of worship. And you know, it's it's, but in a literal sense, right? I mean, in a literal sense. So, um, with any Hickman book, especially his creator own stuff, this is not a an easy read. He has prose pieces. He has detailed graphical visuals where you need to sit there and decipher what he's trying to tell you. Um, He has lots of little interstitial notes and doodads and callbacks that I think understanding them all is part of the process. I'm assuming you can enjoy the book even if you're not into that stuff, but certainly that is all part of it. He means for you to spend the time trying to connect all the dots. That's what he gets off on. And, uh, man, oh man, oh man, did did this just knock my socks off? Um, the, the, the conceit is that there are, um, 
there are two families of, of, of people that rule the financial world. Um, and they're immor- they're memorialized in, in the form of banks. There's the, the Cana bank and then there's the Cancrin bank. And, uh, so the Cancrins are the, the, your European, uh, Russian based banking system. And then the Cana are the, the American uh, version. And, um, I, I got a kick because the, there are seats. There are seats that that are constant in the uh, in in these systems, and um, one of the seats is the Rothschild seats. And uh, I, I guess anyone that's at all has any passing familiarity with with the controversies of the Illuminati and the like, uh, the Rothschild family is often mentioned as as um, a part of that. And I must say, we always giggle about it at work because, for those that don't know, I work for Rothschild Capital Partners. So I guess you could say I sit in a Rothschild seat. So I got a kick out of that. Um, but this is um, this is set in different time periods. We're, we're introduced to 1929, which for those that uh, don't know your market's history, that was the giant crash that set about the Great Depression. And we see a a dude that's uh, your your typical older balding Natalie dressed banker type sitting at his desk reading the Wall Street Journal, and suddenly his eyes turn white, and blood starts gushing out of his mouth and nose, and he starts speaking in tongues. And it uh, becomes quickly apparent that this is a sign that the uh, the gods of the financial world are demanding their sacrifice. And they quickly go about meeting up with the rest of the, the, the ruling families and setting about in motion the uh, the killings the sacrifices and uh, they start killing off traders and brokers and investors uh, until the scales get back in balance. There's a literal scale in their office, and and until it's back in balance, um, the markets are going to crash. And essentially, by sacrificing people, they can protect their own wealth and the sanctity of the system, but without but certainly with leaving a lot of damage. And so, it, this is not to say they did this to avoid the crash. They knew the crash was coming. They did this to keep themselves and the wealthiest of the wealthy in power and to survive through this crash. Um, and then we are, um, we're, we're put forth to the, to the modern day and another gentleman is, is found dead. And it turns out that he is a Rothschild and it sits about what is in essence a murder mystery. Although we pretty quickly are given, uh, we're, we're, we are, we, the readers are told who, who, who killed him. Um, and then over the course of the book, we learned that the two the two families uh, merged. So now the system isn't just – it used to be that there was a five-seat system on the, in the west, and then there was a three-seat triangle system in the east. They merged, so now it's a more complicated thing where uh, the Cancrins the, the, the rotate in, and they hold their own roles, and then the, the Cana seats kind of rotate back in. Um, and uh, it's pretty fascinating stuff. I mean, there's, there's two schools of economics, the Western School of Economics, which is where the Cana come from. Uh, and it's it's based on like elemental uh, the, the actual elements. In in 1929, they formed uh, a four person seat, which are the Bischoff, Rothschild, Dominic, and Ackerman families. And you've got the Watcher seat, but he's fire. You've got the Ascendant seat, but he's air. The Scales are water, and the Stone Chair is earth. And each of those people, when they're holding that position, have specific roles to play. Um, and what you don't want to be is you you don't want to be the uh, I guess it's the, uh, is it the, uh, the, the scale chair or the stone chair? Yeah, Yeah. no, no, you're right. You don't want to be the stone chair. The stone chair is, 
if you're sitting in the stone chair when the crash is coming, you're the one that that dies. You 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 start dying, and you're you're basically the warning sign, the canary in the coal mine, um, if you will. The watcher is the person that uh, that keeps keeps a mind of everything that's happening, and 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 cultivates the system, and finds the young great investors and traders, and brings them into the system. Um, the ascendancy is the uh, really the boss, I guess the 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 person that, that kind of runs things and keeps building up the institution and acts as the leader while they're there. And then the scales is the person that's in charge of essentially determining how to keep everything in balance and who has to die and, and what kind of measures need to be taken. Um, and it's just fascinating because they treat the idea of finance with such homage where, uh, where Manon is essentially uh, something that is worshipped and it's, it's that money is power, that there's a magic... And a, and, a, and, a, and dare I say, dark hold for of money. Um, and my absolute favorite thing is that when all of these people are jockeying for position, they decide that they need to go see the uh, the, the the evil being themselves, the, the the head god of of money themselves. And where do they go? They go to the fucking Federal Reserve. So the Federal Reserve in this world is actually a temple where the gods of money reside and uh, like the literal gods of money. So I, I just, I, I just thought this was awesome. There's a, a there's a, a detective named Theodore James Dumas who is in charge of the investigation, but it's also clear that he has a very sordid history. He has, uh, he's a, a um, his family is, is, is uh, Cajun and he's from, um, you know, a family of, of voodoo uh, and he's a believer in the dark arts and these sort of things. And as a result, is somewhat viewed by his fellow police people as, as, a, as a crank. Um, but we know, of course, that he's anything but that. So he starts trying to track down the mystery of what's going on with these murders and uh, on all these, these high-powered financial machinations. Uh, and it's one of those things where he, he, he wants to know, but he probably doesn't because the more he knows, the, the more dangerous it gets for him and, uh, and the people around him. So, um, you know, I, I, have a, I can only assume this is going to go for a long time because Hickman's doing a Hickman here. He's introducing us to tons of characters. He's setting a lot of, of, of seeds of, of intertwined uh, histories and backstories, but not giving us all of them all at once. So I just think this is a masterpiece. And um, look, all that said, I get it if someone reads this and it's not for them. I mean, this is if, if I didn't have a love for the financial markets, I don't know if I would find this as in, in, enrapturing as I do. Um, but I'll let that speak on that. Cause, cause my man is not caught up in the financial markets like I am. And he seemingly enjoyed it too. So uh, what did you think? The uh, it's, it's a story that um, you, you need to take your time with it. It, yeah, it, it rewards you if you just kind of pay attention, but just, just there pretty, everything is right there on the page. You don't, it, it's, it's, um, yes, there's a mystery. You may not know everything. Um, that's, you're not being spoon fed, but you are, um, you're, as long as you're aware of, of, who the players are and uh, you, you pay attention to even, even the text pages because the, uh, oh, they're very important they're, text pages. Yeah. They, there's a, um, they, they talk about the two banks and I guess when, when people have to change their seats, um, one, one bank uh, 
does it quarterly. And uh, so the wheel is broken up in every three months. And then the other is um, every every four months and and when it's october is when they overlap and it, and you know little it, it's not hickman isn't just being cute with this it's it's um this book also reminded me that hickman is one hell of a designer i i think yeah the, uh, yeah right the, the the when the characters are speaking in tongues whether it's a a, a familiar or uh when someone is about to die uh, or or someone is calling on Mammon and, and is doing any of their little tricks. Uh, the the alphabet is very similar to uh, what Hickman used uh, in his Avengers run leading up to um, Infinity and then the, uh, the Secret Wars. But the... Um, the 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 graphic design is absolutely stunning and and that's that is huge i i I just every time i turn a page and there was something uh that wasn't drawn by by a coker i still had to stop and just take it all in and and speaking of the art it's it's absolutely fantastic yes sean phillips level it it is, and it's it's um, not as uh, it, it's yes it is, but it it's I've I've enjoyed Tom's work whether it was on the uh, when when he did the Ages of Atlas spinoff or the um, he did the illustration pieces in the Blonde, which was a novel written by um, Dwayne Straczynski. Uh, the man is no joke, and and he's the things he does. And this just looks absolutely amazing. The thing is, um, everything just just works, and there's no um, it, the physics of it are all very real. Uh, there's there, there was one part um, where I thought there was a an error because I know that there was some time between issues. Um, so I thought maybe Hickman was jumping ahead to make it more um, in, in present day. Cause for the most part, the, the, the present day story takes place in um, no, early November, 2016. And um, the, aside from the flashbacks, everything's taking place then, but issue, I think it was four or five where, the dates it was 2017 which i i knew a year hadn't passed between issues but but then when i go back when, when i read the next issue um we're back in 2016 again so that was because i'm paying such close attention to everything and i want to know you know if this is something that dumas is going to talk about if this is something that uh that the someone is going to worry about a date then then i'm going to be drawn to it but the just the, the the politics of it all the characters uh who's backstabbing and 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 manipulating whom and and it the power plays it's a very um it would be a very dense and long 
miniseries if this was going to be played out on um, on television. But oh, as yeah. far as it is on the page, and and what's nice about that is that you can then go back and and reread or or flip a few pages back to see if something was missed. But I mean the the there are redacted interviews, and I the the in the first issue there's the um, there's the transcript of from the forums and and someone who wants to have a a website devoted to um to urban legends and uh whether or not they and and, and disproving them but manipulate it so that when someone wants a lie to be the truth they can pay good money for that and because this website would be so um so renowned so so well thought of whatever they say people would believe so even if someone did pay to have a lie become true um people would believe it because why would this website yeah. ever report anything that's like that, wikileaks if if you could pay off wikileaks to make up shit right uh i i thought i got to the end of the sixth issue and i was bummed because i i I want more. I mean, that's when there's little things when, um, when Dumas and the, uh, and the doctor, the professor from, um, from Fortimer are, are, uh, are talking at the diner as they're having a conversation. And it's all very, some of, some of the conversations you'd want to pretty much smack the person you're speaking with because they're not, um, very few people play games in this book. And, and if, if, uh, Dumas may try to uh, he'll he'll try to get answers from someone, but he's not he's he's going to talk to you like a regular person and and try to just make you feel comfortable. Whereas the professor's like, you know, just just come out and say what it is exactly, and and nobody's going to just answer Theo's question if he's just going to ask it like that. So he has to be very specific and, and, and that could be somewhat annoying, but I like the professor. And, and while he's having this conversation with Theo, he's just, and Theo even brings him his coffee and says, you know, just like you said, you wanted it, you know, it's very sweet, but even as he's drinking it and he's talking to Theo, he's still adding more sugar to the, to the <laughs> cup. And I mean, and there's just, there, it could just be a bunch of – Tom could have taken the easy way out and just draw heads having conversations. But you get a lot in a panel. And, and if someone is, needs to be doing something, whether it's it's you know putting a pen up to their lips or, or, or pushing papers around or uh, straightening themselves up in their seat, it, it's – it, it just makes it that much more more believable. It's not just lines on a page. There's a very um, there's a very realness to it, and because it is kind of because Wall Street is a real thing, and 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 the markets are a very real thing. There are certain aspects of the story that make it very real and believable. I mean, magic aside, and and transporting from Russia to somewhere else, it's. There are things that happen in here where you may just stop and think and go, well, I wonder if, and to me, that means Hickman's done a fantastic job telling the story. Yeah, and I love that uh, essentially this is a prodigal daughter instead of son returning story as well, where Gregoria Rothschild, who's a twin sister of the murdered uh, Daniel Rothschild, I believe, I think it's Daniel, um, 
they need to bring her back because he's dead and he wasn't supposed to be dead and she has to hold his seat now. But but we we but she's not exactly feeling it because they exiled her and made her leave her life as part of this and her life of comfort because the uh, generally the heir uh, in the family takes over the seat. But they were twins. So for a while, when it was just the Cana Bank, they made an exception to let them share power. But when they merged with the Kankerin Bank to become Cana Kankerin, as part of the restructuring, the Russians said, all right, cool, but like you can't have these two people here. You got to pick one. And so um, everyone assumed Gregoria would be the one that held the seat because she was always the badass. Um, but Homeboy basically uh, betrayed his sister and took the spot. And she went off and she took it like a champ. She went off and did her thing. But now she's back because they need her. And she's not doing it without a hefty price. She's basically, she's a bad bitch. She's, she's, she's going to take her pound of flesh if they want her back. And, um, you know, there's a lot about her. She's, she's young, beautiful, but she should be much older. Uh, she, she hasn't aged much. And the other cool thing is that uh, she has a familiar named Abby who is this beautiful, I mean, super hot, platinum, short plat- hair, platinum blonde woman, or at least looks like a woman, um, who is in an all-white jumpsuit. And we we come to find out that the Rothschild, well, there lots of families have familiars, but the Rothschild family has had Abby for as long as they can remember. She's used different names over the years to, uh, I guess, at least give the passing idea that she's a different person. Oh, okay. Person. See, I thought Abby was a descendant of Abigail. I didn't think that it was Oh, no, person. I think it's the same. I, okay. I assumed it's the same person. I could be wrong about that, but I took it to be as she's always been around. Um, and she is basically almost, I, I mean, I don't know if she's a familiar, I don't know if she's a demon I don't know the extent of her powers, but she's essentially incredibly powerful. She's a mute. Um, and she bears undying loyalty to uh, whoever, I guess, possesses her. And in this case, she's been with Gregoria now for a long time. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just so much to unpack with this book, I, I think. And, and, you know, Coker does a great job with the actual settings. Uh, he has to, he's challenged in this book. I mean, he has to – there are talking head scenes that he has to make compelling – there are lots of likenesses and references that he's to be consistent with. Um, and he does that. But the thing I love about this book, and that's why I compared it to Sean Phillips, even though there's a ton of different, quote unquote, average human beings in this book, uh, as far as I can tell, Coker stays on model with everyone. They don't look like celebrities. They're not. He's not using Poser and, and Photoshop. But he, but he's 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 drawing everyone to look exactly like they look in every single panel. Um, there's very little variance, and that's that's hella impressive. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's all kinds of blood sacrifices we see when they when the two units merge. Um, and and I'm getting you know I'm getting the sense that that all of this that's happening right now is presaging a massive a massive financial crisis. Like I think all of this is in motion because the plate tectonics are moving and we're going to get to a thing that probably hasn't been seen since the great depression is my guess. And, uh, you know, is, is, is Hickman sending a message there? Of course he is, but, but it's one that's not too far off. I, I don't think it's, it's these, these things happen. The markets are cyclical and, and, and there are really tough times. And it's generally true that the longer the good times last, the more painful the bad times are. And he seems to be heading us in that direction. There's a, um, one of the characters is introduced later in the uh, first six issues, but the uh, Dane I found I thought it would just be okay. You know, he's head of security, or he's just and he he and he and Dumas have a great conversation because Thea was trying to get a little bit more info on him, 
how long have you been here? What did you do before here? And and uh, Dane's basically the, the answers are very um, somewhat sarcastic, but it's um, they're said in a way where uh, he'll ask him, you know, well, how long did you work there? He's like, well, I worked there until you know I started working here. But in the in the sixth issue. It appears as though Dane is much older than he looks uh, because he participates in a coup that took place many, many years ago. Right. Um, and so there's definitely some some black magic going on. Uh, be interesting to see if, if Theo's, um, if his ancestors, if anything that they taught him may, may come into play. But I, he's uh, mostly just uses that to maybe solve murders or, or, or but it, it's even that is a very subtle backstory because Theo had just come back from uh, somewhat kind of a suspension. Uh, he ended up killing an unarmed man. Uh, turns out though, that that unarmed man was actually a, uh, a serial killer, but no one ever really knows how Theo knew that. Um, and it, it's they're just some questions that so so Theo really doesn't have a partner. He's kind of on his own. Whether or not anybody trusts him, but uh, I there are a lot of characters in here, and all of them feel like they've uh, like they've been fleshed out, and you've been reading them for ages, not just these six issues. It's it's been a um, I don't know if the seventh issues coming out anytime soon this has been i know the first trade the first four issues um have been collected uh the sixth issue kind of the way it ends with abby um and victor i i was a little bummed that that was the last page but it's um everything it it's everything picks up right where it left off from the previous issue. Everything is, uh, it, it's just a really well told, nicely, tightly woven story. Yeah. I love when they, they arrest the Russian dude and I get his name wrong. It's, it's Gregory, but I, they, for killing Daniel. Um, and he's, you know, he's in the interrogation room and the detectives are trying to go at him and dude's just not having it. I mean, dude is like a OG Russian mobster. He's like, he doesn't give a fuck about him, but, but they're trying to go at him and, you know, he, he, he finally says, all right, I'm going to confess. And, and then he starts going on the soliloquy about, about how he has wronged all these people. And it is the capper is that what he's telling them is he doesn't, he doesn't ever tip. And then they lose their fucking minds, but he, it's just, I, I just, I don't know. I just think the dialogue is so sharp in this book. Um, I, I, I just picture Hickman with just flow charts on his walls, right? Like just like, oh, yes. yeah. right. Just, just connecting all the dots uh, together. And I know we made that joke to him when he was on the show and he, he disavowed doing things like that, but it's just hard for me to figure out that he can keep all of this in his head straight without copious amounts of mapping. Oh, that's insane. Now I thought you read this, Vince. I did read it. Damn, were you quiet as fuck? Quiet. Quiet as fuck. Yeah, well I didn't want a cup of tea. I didn't want to interrupt, number one. Uh say that for me. Yeah, I I think it's a excruciatingly painful read but that doesn't 
I don't mean to imply that it wasn't enjoyable on some level. I, I think the book is is far too close to the truth, and it's it's extremely frightening to me that that mm-hmm. Hick, Hickman has tapped into the the. Uh, I mean, yes, it, it's all done in 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 with concept and and characters and 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 quote make believe, but. He's dead on, and on a lot of stuff here that that the the god Mammon has to be appeased, and and wh- whether you you consider Mammon to be an actual physical entity or a concept, regardless of of how you approach this thing, the results are the same. That there there are events and instances and in, in in our lives that that occur because this fictional construct is it really needs to be sated and and hickman is using that as a springboard for this entire narrative and it's just it's it's very disconcerting and and extremely unpleasant to read but it's not to say it's not well done i i i I thought it was a great six issues but i didn't enjoy reading them it wasn't a pleasure it wasn't a pleasurable experience it was a a very scary very um uh, it's 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 not fun. It, it, well, it's it interesting. Actually... Yeah, I think I think for me, if if the market was crashing mm-hmm. now, I wouldn't want to touch this. I would I wouldn't be able to. I would be like, no, nah, I can't I can't read this right now. Well, but I understand that, that too. The market, but it... That the market's been calm and the market's been up. Uh, I can read this because. But you're right. I think I think he is. He shows a startling. A startling understanding of the stakes and the magnitude of the power brokering that goes on at those levels, and it's while certainly the black magic and the sacrifices and the dark arts aren't a part of it. Uh, if you if you exclude that, the 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 stakes and the willingness to kill people and the willingness to do things and the willingness to sacrifice millions of lives for the for the good of the bank are all. I mean, we just lived through it. I mean, two thousand eight was was the was the. Yeah. I mean, we, that happened. I mean, in 2008, a, a select group of extremely wealthy men and women um, relied on their long-standing relationships and inextricable ties to the governments of the world to keep them rich at the expense of millions of other people. And and I I don't that is not a political statement. That is not a that is not a conspiracy theory. That is just someone who both lived through it as a consumer and also a person who ran money, that's the reality. Uh, there are dozens of people that are currently billionaires, many of which are partners in the biggest financial firms in the world, including Goldman Sachs, that should be in jail. The evidence is there. It's undeniable. And instead, they have gotten a lot wealthier over the last nine years of the recovery, uh, <laughs> while the average American or the average person in the world has gotten no better off. So. You're right. That that is the reality, and 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 you bring up a good point. I totally get if someone starts reading this and says, "Nah, son," you know. I mean, listen. If I mean, Dap, you you know you 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 know you lost you lost your you know you had a, your issues with your home and stuff. I mean, I could see people just being like, "Nah, I can't." Like, I don't watch Billy. I don't watch Billions, the TV show, because it's too close to home. It makes me uncomfortable. So I, I could see this book is putting off a lot of people. Um, but I, get y- that. I I find it really terrifying that you discounted or 
briefly, you know, you, you, you shunted aside the fact that, yeah, there's all this black magic stuff in here, but it's really not, it, you know, it is. It, it, what, what you do every day is ritual. And, and ritual is another word for, you, you, you're performing these little micro ceremonies every time you do something. And, sure. and, and you're, you're projecting your will. You want to succeed, right? The other guy wants to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, want, you want this bank to fail. You guys work magic every day. Well, it, you, you call it yeah, something right. else. No, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. you're right. I'm saying it, and, and it's, it's a more interesting story to turn all of those machinations into actual black magic. I mean, that's right. That's the really delta here. If you just wrote a book about the banking system, people would be bored as fuck and they'd say, well, I, I, that but, I've, I've lived it. I don't need it. So I, I just think he's just taking the conceit and making it, the re- making it quote unquote real magic. And that's, but that's the only delta. But it is. It, it is real magic. And this is where we're going to disagree, but you you guys project your will out there, and that's what magic is. It's it's a projection of the will. It's it's will over overall over over. Well, I'm reality. benevolent. I, I I do nothing. Well, that's great, and I'm happy for that. But but there are people in this in your business that are not benevolent. Oh, a lot of them. And and that could be. Um, it is uh, that is black magic. Where you yeah, get no, enough, no, you I, you get enough it people. It sounds like you're trying to suggest that we disagree. I'm not saying no, no, no. I I know we don't disagree, but what yeah. I'm saying is Hickman is a canny motherfucker. He he is a brilliant, extremely perceptive man. He's taking what we all know or what we all assume and giving it back to us in a in a fictional construct that's not fiction at all. There's no fiction in this thing at all. The 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 names and and dates and beings have been changed to protect the, you know, the, the, the whole spiel. But this thing is, what he is giving us is entirely real. And that's why it's so scary because people, they're going to say, oh, magic, you know, magic. Yes, it does. It exists. It, it does. And, and this is, this is, it's, 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 it's very unpleasant to read because of the fact that it's so, it hits so close to home. For me, being mm-hmm. a, a student of this stuff, you working in the business—I mean, there there were pages that I almost couldn't read. <laughs> um, yeah, it it touches, uh, it hits a very very uh, exposed nerve, and it's it's hard, it's it's hard because there's a guy out there who gets it. And it's Hickman, and he's trying to give it to us, and he's he's putting this book in front of us, and he's saying, "See, this is how it is, this is how it really is." And there, and then there's there's a whole group of people that are approaching this as a work of fiction. They're like, "Oh man, that Hickman's great. He's got me coming back for every issue. It, this is real." It's, it, and it's fucking terrifying <laughs> that that people would think that it's not real. It is. Read the fucking book. It's it's deeply, deeply disturbing. I hate yeah, him. Yeah. I, I hate him for doing this because he's got me um Yeah, he's I, I'm completely uh controlled by, by Hickman on, in this book. The the graphic design it's I think it's 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 his language, right? We've right. seen it on, on nightly news and, and every book since. That's that's the language in which Hickman speaks 
the best, but I think the 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 sigils and the 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 all the 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 black and white bric-a-brac that oh the symbology and the yeah yeah I think it's overkill. It may and and I I I love it, but I think that may push the average reader away. Like what the hell is all this stuff? They look like equations, and they are. In a sense, but they are though, yeah. They are equations, right? But that yeah. that's gonna that's a little bit too much work for the the average reader, and I think that's gonna do him a disservice in the long run. It's an interesting point. I would love to hear our readers that have checked this out whether they thought it was a slog, did they get through it? Because I do think you have to be in the right mindset. It is work. It is oh, work yeah. to, to read the text work. pieces, especially as 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 Dap mentioned briefly. There's a lot of stuff that's faux redacted. You know, so yes. you only get a couple of words that. on the page, and and I love that. I think yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. But it is like a puzzle. It's very much like a puzzle, yeah. and and you have to spend the time. You have to be in the mood. Yep. This this is this is a book that um, a single issue of this book will take you an an hour to to parse through. Yeah, I mean, pretty if you're, much. If you're going to yeah. get through, right? And Which is the average comic is a ten twelve minute read these days. So it's right. And and you, I guess you could skim through it, and read the dialogue. But then I, you know what I have to tell you: if if you just read this in ten minutes, I'm guessing you hated it and didn't keep reading it because it just, I don't think then you're getting what you need to get out of it. Totally. If not. you if you don't if you're not in the same room with this book, meaning you you are completely you have divested yourself of everything external but this book, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it. There's there's yeah. too yeah, much information. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not the book you. Sit in the car and read, waiting no. for your kid. Right, to come back. exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well said. You're not. Yeah. You're not going to. No, you're definitely going to sit there. And and when I read the first issue, issue and a half, almost two issues, I wasn't. I wasn't in the mood, and and I just I thought it was either just a little bit too much, or it it's it it would be too much work. Don't have time for it right now. Um, it it is a book where I think. You kind of have to be in the mindset. And if anybody else was like us where, you know, we read it, ain't feeling it, and and just whatever, put it off to the side. If you still have the issues, reread them again and and uh, just see if maybe you're in a different place. And, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, if, I know, if, you know, you're – go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, you go. I'm just going to add something to that. But I could do it later. Keep going. No, no. Go ahead. Do it now. I'm gonna, no, uh, I was just going to say if you have bought – the six single issues of the the Black Monday murders and you didn't like them, I'll buy them from you because <laughs> I I am in the single issue mood you right are. now. I want these as single issues because they're they're individual. Each issue is an individual. It's a spell. The if yeah it they it is and and um. The 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 trade is is like an after the fact. Uh, See, I wouldn't even want to trade. I'd 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 wait for the um for me. I I would want a an over an east of west style hardcover version. Yeah, of this. I, I, I I I I want the singles on this. So and, and you don't you don't the want them? Send them to me. I'll buy them. The the <laughs> the, the, the singles are. I think it's easier to digest. I think you're. I think it's an. E- this is you know we we talk about stories where you know you, you binge on them. You, it, it's nice to read them in a a few issues at a time because of the story it's telling. This is a book that you even if you did have a collection, I think you would stop just to catch your breath a little bit. You it, mm-hmm. as much as 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 
because it is a puzzle as much work as it is, I don't think there's a benefit if you read a bunch of issues in a row in one sitting. You need to you need that break. So yeah, I I I, I like that Vince is on the single issue train again. This is one story where where I think that is definitely a benefit. Um, I would not call it, this it, book entertainment. It's it's not entertainment. I mean, if you if you found be, it, it entertaining, yeah. If if you found it entertaining, great. But I think there's more going on here than just Hickman occup, uh, occupying your time. He he's he's instructing. He's he's uncovering. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he's 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 educating. So um, the, he's this, you know, he pulling back the veil, Truman, yeah, right. Which, which, which I thought was the weakest of his prior efforts because it was very focused on like biotech and the companies becoming public and the share price and everything. And I just thought it, it likely if it lost me, it probably lost most people because I'm the one that lives that life. Um, and to me, this is like this is that same level of care and detail about the financial world, but in a way that's so much more elegant and nuanced and emotional and visceral um you know i i we've had the good fortune of speaking to him on many occasions i i need to ask him now that i've read this and i wish i had read this before heroes um how he knows so much about the financial markets i don't know if, if he's in if he's an investor just as a hobby if he's got a really good broker if his family was involved i, I need to know because this is not a guy that's um just googling what a bank is like or what a financial market right. is like. There's 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 experience on these pages. Yeah, and oh, it could yeah. just be that he's a conspiracy theorist and he thinks it's but evil he's, incarnate. He's but, so friggin' smart, though. He is. Well, you're and so friggin' smart. You think it's uh, evil incarnate? I'm number one. I, I'm not so friggin' smart. I'm 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 just I'm I'm very wary of of the stuff on this page. On, on all the pages of this book, because it's, isn't it funny that we're he's he's dabbling in doing this all these years, and I do this for a living. Doesn't that, isn't that strange? I try not to think of that. So funny, really? Yeah, yeah. Because huh. isn't that hard? No, because I love you so much, it makes it easy. <laughs> I mean, it, it it brings you happiness. I know, I know, you do it as a means to an end. Like it's not your right. calling. The, sure, sure, sure. You you didn't flop out of the womb thinking, man, I'm going to be a hedge fund manager, you know. Right. I, so that it doesn't change my opinion of you. It doesn't color my opinion mm-hmm. of you. Oh, it's your brain. Cool. It's your brain that I love. But but no, uh-huh. I, I I think the things that are going on in in Black Monday murders are are dangerous and they're real and they're happening outside our window. And in in detailing them, he's doing us a service, but. This is really a horror story. <laughs> it's a, it, it's a very blood curdlingly real horror story. Well, let's let's play our let's put our caps on and make a prediction for how this ends. I see it as ending in one of two ways. One, this is just continuing to build and build and build towards a great economic apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and the powers that be, all of these guys, some some survive, some don't, but ultimately, some group of them. Whether it be Gregory and her crew or whoever, end out end up okay at the expense of of as in all cycles most of the world, or it's a happy ending where guys like Dumas and the Professor 
are onto it this time and somehow intervene in a way that these families that have essentially been in power at the expense of these economic cycles for generations are finally having to pay the price and they're the ones that take the brunt of the pain uh, and and the world is saved for it which do you think which direction do you think it goes i don't think it's going to be the latter i think it's going to be the former it's yeah i mean i would like it to be the latter but i can i i don't um I, I think it might feel a little out of place if, if Hickman designed a happy ending for this. It's true. Um, as, well, it, as if, much as if, we all want them to win. No, if, if art imitates life, and it, it, it often does, just like Jason began the, the introspective look into this book with the fact that there are all these bankers out there that fucked over a lot of people, and they are, they have, yeah. they've escaped justice. I, I, I think this book is going to be more of the same. These these people are going to get off. Uh, they're going to they're going to change, somewhat subtly, somewhat you know unsubtly, but they will remain what they've always been in different forms. I just don't think anything. It's going it's there. It's not going to amount to hill of beans. Just like I think it there is we in go. Life. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you read it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I was worried that we were talking for a while and you were stone solid and I thought you were just saving it up to uh, tell us no. that you thought it was terrible. So. No, oh, my God. How could you ever read these issues and think they're terrible? That's, they're well, not. Like, I mean, eh, listen, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people read this and it wasn't their cuppa, though. But the, 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 the craft is there. This, this oh, is no. The, that, that, no, for sure. I mean, yeah. No, I mean it, it may you, not be you, you, your cup of tea, like you said, but there's no denying that the, the all parties that are coming to to sit down at this table are incredibly skilled at what they do. No, for sure, for sure. I, I, I'm just I'm looking at like I'm looking at the exchange between and yeah, you're just... you're breaking up totally. Yeah. I I can't hear a word you're saying. Weird. Um, but just, just just Tom's art is absolutely stunning. I think they're a great. They're these two work really, really well together. That's I heard that completely and clearly. Yeah. Go ahead. Cool. Yeah. So uh, no, seriously about the single issue stuff. I'm not lying. If if you got them and you don't want them, I'll buy them or trade something for them. I I need this in single issues because again, I'm late to the damn party. I'm just gonna start ordering all image first issues, and by the time the third issue comes out, and I'll decide if I want them or not. That's that's just the way to do it. I think, and that's the way I approached it back in the day when 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 Saga and Chu. And and all those books were new. An image number one came down the pike. You ordered it. You didn't even think of it. And but just then there was a period when they had a bunch of books that I didn't really want to read. Now it seems like they're they're back on that track again. Maybe it's just me. I do tend to change. I don't know. I, I don't know if you've noticed that. I do. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, something something happy. Uh, I don't have happy, but I have Ooh. I have um, a book with more traditional evil. Okay, speak on it. All right, written 
by Mr. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Oh. Illustrated Sabrina. by Robert. Yeah, Robert Hack. Uh, it is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, number seven. And I, I got to preface it with spoilers. Clearly. If, if, you, if, if for, your, for your co host as well. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's oh. fine, dude. I, the, the no, way this, I. The way this, dude, no, no, no. Listen, the way this book goes. It's going to be, what, a year and a half until we get the next trade? Uh, Bobby Gucci, dude. I will forget All right. about well, this no, I, I, I can go into this issue and not spoil the big thing. Okay. So, well, so I, 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 the, the issue number, uh, what I say, seven, is a chronicle of Edward Spellman's rise to prominence. And, and we, we know that uh, Edward Spellman is Sabrina's father. This is the man that... Um, manipulated a mortal woman didn't really have a whole lot of concern for her well-being he, he just used her like an old um, Kleenex and uh, it, with the sole purpose of producing um, an offspring and, and it, it, this chronicles Edward Spellman's rise in the ranks of the, the warlocks, the witches um, he's, he's an incredibly cunning uh, man, from from the get go, he knew his limitations. He in the beginning of this thing, he's um, he conjures his first demon when he was seven years old, and uh, that's a big deal, right? But uh, he the, because he's done this, he 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 attracts the notice of um, Father Constant. And uh, Father Constant sees all the things he could do. He's summoning all these, these friggin' mid-level and, and high-level demons. He, he, he gets this one called Volak, the high president of hell. And it's this giant friggin' dragon with this angel baby riding on the back. And the angel baby has black soulless eyes. And it's, it's amazing. Um, and, and he's, uh, he's sub, uh, summons Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies, and it's a giant fly with a with a half human face and it's incredible <laughs> incredibly uh disturbing. But but it goes on and on and, and Father Constant says, All right, we've seen what you can do. Uh let's let's put your money where your mouth is. I, I want you to summon Lucifer, the big dude. And Spellman actually summons Lucifer. Satan summons Satan. Would it be Satan? Um, or or does he? And uh, yes, uh, bum, bum, bum. I, I, I'll leave it at that. But um, okay. it's it's a great issue. There's 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 a lot of um. I'm surprised that Archie is is dropping their pants, so to speak. And and letting it all hang out with with this horror stuff because this is really disturbing, um, raw, visceral, uncompromising like horror. Um, there's nudity in the book, not explicit nudity. There's there's sex. When when have you seen someone backdooring someone else in an Archie book? Uh, <laughs> never, 
right? Oh, I need to get in on this issue with the quickness. Seriously. Yeah, um, I mean, and and there's it. There's no bones about it. There's the devil walks through the, the pages of this book, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are going to call foul on me because I'm 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 um, complimenting Robert Robert Hack on his artwork. On the one hand, and on the other hand, we condemn. The, uh, a certain artist who works on the X books for their reliance on photo reference. Greg Land? Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't want to unearth old corpses, but yeah, we, we jump on <laughs> Greg Land okay. because we say he uses a lot of photo reference. Robert Hack uses a shit ton of photo reference. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the book, uh, young Edward Spellman is clearly Butch Patrick. From the Munsters, huh. oh, okay. he, he he's clearly Eddie Munster, and and then uh-huh. as as the story goes on, um, he becomes Steve Reeves. But the I, I I overlook the the Eddie Munster thing and the Steve Reeves thing because they're they're they were active in genre films, but mm-hmm. it's funny that this huge, massively important warlock is compared to Eddie Munster, right? I, I may be just like pulling out a little bit and, and, and being more lenient to one than the other because one dabbles in horror and the other one works on the X-Books. But I think it's cool that the the big bad in, in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina may have started off as Eddie Munster. It's it's in the wheelhouse, right? Where in, yeah, That's it, pretty cool, actually. It is. It is where you get like a porn star in the the role of of the White Queen. It's just one is 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 conceptually uh, sound. The other one is just opportunistic stop motion. Look at that. It's a pretty woman. She can be the, my White Queen. You know what I mean? Uh, but it, it's his layouts that are gorgeous. Uh, I I think the color. Um, that Robert Hack uh, lays down is incredibly underrated. It's it's all um, in a, on a certain arc of the color wheel. It it works really well, and it's very dark and disturbing. And reds and yellows and browns and earth tones and ochres and very little else. If you go through this entire issue, issue seven, you would be hard pressed. Um, if it wasn't on the first or the last page, no, just the last page, there's no blues in here. There's no greens. Well, I'm sorry, there is a blue. But it, it's incredibly autumnal, the color palette. And that's that's very mm-hmm. fitting. It's very fitting for this book. I just said there's a lot of, of craft going into this Sabrina book. And I got the Moritat cover. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Dude, I'm not going to get the Moritat cover. Give me a break. Um, but if you like horror and and you want to get rattled to your core with something that shouldn't be, like it shouldn't be this, this shouldn't be coming from Archie, but it is. And and we're all the better for it. Read uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And then maybe we could talk about it once you get the big old reveal from the previous storyline that my buddies didn't finish yet but speaking of moritat it's a shock and this does sound excellent 
Yeah. Did you see the first issue of Sheena? Why is it out? The, the zero issue? I ordered the physical copy of it, so no, yeah, I didn't get too. it yet. Oh my god, dude. That's you mean it's is good? I need I need more and more attached Sheena in my life. <laughs> I couldn't, begin to, I couldn't begin to tell you if the story made any sense whatsoever because I didn't even read the words. Oh, wow. my God. So you got your physical issue? Zero issue. You got it in your box. Got it. Nice. Dude, he, draw, he was meant to draw her. I can't wait to get my, my copy. Oh, it's, end, it's, incre- it's incredible. At the end of the month. So, and there you go. So... It comes from dynamite, so it is possible to have a a beautiful-looking dynamite book. It is. It is indeed. It happened in the past. It'll happen again. Word. (laughs) All right. If we have no further business, we can bring it on home. Do we have further business? You guys have a lot on your list that you haven't talked about. (laughs) You want me to call some we stuff do. out? Sure. Why? Yeah, that could be a fun game. Because I All have right. a lot of shit that's just lingering. Why don't you uh, yeah. throw something out? Yeah, go ahead. Dude. All right. Here's the deal. I don't want to talk about these because I particularly <laughs> didn't didn't like them. But I would like to hear you talk about them. Uh, and okay. You both have All-Star Batman uh, up to it, at least number 11 on your on your list. I enjoyed the... the uh, um, G- first the, story of Two Face. Yeah, I enjoyed that, but I thought Jock's work was incredibly uh, not good. I did not care for that Mister Free story. No. Yeah. So why don't you talk about it? I'll start Batman. Um. Well, it, uh, I'm up to number twelve, and I believe that particular story, the first ally, ends in another issue or two. So, um. As far as that story, which is primarily um, Alfred uh, helping Bruce, who uh, it's also a story involving Hush, it's drawn by Raphael Albuquerque, and it is gorgeous. Oh, really? It is some stunning fucking work. Yes, it is absolutely phenomenal. That's Um, my dude. Now, what issue does that start in? Uh, is maybe eight or so. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, it is number number 10. So 10, 11, 12. So the first three parts are those three issues. Um, and it's, uh, there's it, even the colors, man, it, it's, it's, it's gorgeous because Jordy does the colors naturally, but um, it just looks absolutely fantastic, and and there's a uh, so it's, it's Alfred and and Batman working together. The backup story for this particular for, for for this arc isn't really vibing with me. Um, Batman goes undercover in in Russia to become a infiltrated gang, and it's just it's it's. I and think and that's, that's written by Raphael, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, Raphael Scavone with uh, Sebastian Fiumara on art. Yes, the, some of the art, especially with um, with Princess Vic, uh, isn't bad, but I just, I'm not really in love with that um, 
particular story. The I definitely though recommend people read the first ally for the Albuquerque. The story before that, which takes place between the two face and uh, the first ally is the ends of the earth, which um, Snyder works with it. That, that story that started off with Jock and Mr. Freeze Snyder then works with um, other artists through um, each part of the, uh, of the story, because I think the issue after that is by, um, uh, is drawn by um, Latte. Um, Tula. Tula Latte, thank you. Um, and that deals, and, and that the villainness of that issue is um, is Poison Ivy. So it's all, yes. it's all part of, um, so, so, so that, that virus, that, um, that bacteria, that, that freeze, let loose, um, Batman is trying to, uh, stop it from doing much harm. Uh, so each issue has a different villain uh, and is, is drawn by a different artist. Cameron uh, Coley does an issue uh, and I believe it wraps up with um, yeah, it, it ends with um, with Jock. Um, so Jock comes back for to finish it. But that, that one I wasn't really feeling and I was about to just say I'll leave All Star Batman alone, but then I saw the first issue of, of the third arc and, and it was by Albuquerque. So I was really would have been dumb for me to leave at that point. Now nah, you're speaking on it exactly as I would. I, I thought that the uh that extended second arc was like, all right, I mean it was okay, but I think that um the thing that that uh, this series isn't done any favors because um you know, Snyder and Capullo were so synonymous with, with Batman for so long. And then he quote unquote leaves Batman so that Tom can take over and then announces that he's coming back to Batman. But it's this all-star Batman where he's going to be able to tell uh, out of continuity stories of his own want with all these great artists that he's going to pair himself up with. And while that technically has been true, um, and maybe it's because they're, their own stories, but it just hasn't felt as impactful or meaningful as what's going on in the pages of Batman. Um, and look, I mean, that could be because we, we love Tom and he's a friend and he's on this transcendent run. And so, you know, maybe it's an unfair comparison, but I don't know. I, I've, I've not, I haven't felt these, these stories haven't blown me away. Even in comparison to Schneider, many of Schneider's arcs on Batman proper. So, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of it, but I will say that in most cases, Jock aside, the art's been on point, and Albuquerque especially. I mean, that's my shit. So yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I like that game, Vince. Yes, next. I could do it again. Cross that shit right off my list. That's it. it. Nice. All right, go ahead. Bring something else up. Okay, um, I'm trying to see what you have in common. Da, da, da. Uh, boy. Well, David doesn't have Astonishing X-Men. 
And uh, I believe, I don't know if it was on air or, or off air. <laughs> it was not on air. Okay, yeah, where I, I asked if I should read it so we can team on it, and I was basically told not it's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, there's there's really nothing. Oh, shirtless bear fighter. Oh, okay. Speak on it. Well, thought the first issue was very clever, very fun. Thought the second issue was been there, done that. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, there were still some some cute moments, but overall, I think the uh, what made the what made it so special, what made us really amped up for the concept, um, all happened in the first issue. Yeah, wow. I think when you when you shoot your wad like that and you have such a crazy setup, with it, you either have to continue to get crazy and give me totally new stuff boggles my mind or I'm going to fall, or I'm going to fall short it, it it just was a rehash of a lot of the same jokes and they lost their charm it's you know it's it's like watching um, a slapstick comedy right and you watch it and you laugh and you leave the theater and you think oh I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm better for watching that movie then it comes on the DVR and you're like, oh my god, I love this movie so much. <laughs> and you put it on again, and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because you know all the jokes are coming, and it's just not... The lack of the spontaneity of the silliness makes it just not funny. And that's what this felt like to me. Now, there are plenty of movies you can rewatch a hundred times and laugh. But this just felt one note to me. So so much so that I, I have no intention of reading the third issue. Yeah, I don't know if I will either. Well, I'm not playing this game ever again. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Right? <laughs> hey, that's like the fourth time you said fuck tonight. It's great. Shit, I'm done. I Well, I didn't read the second issue, and now I have very little reason to. Well, I'll throw a little haterade on Astonishing X-Men real quick. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> Astonishing X-Men, the conceit of that is... Marvel decided that uh, since since DC gets to have Scott Snyder doing All Star Batman, they should have one of their superstars do a similar thing. And so they announced to the world that superstar writer Charles Soule is going to get to do his own X Men book. To which I had to hit the pause button and say, "On what planet is Charles Soule a superstar writer?" That said, the book is, for better or for worse, Charles Soule telling an X Men story with a revolving door of high end artists. Now they get the first issue right artistically, Jimmy mm-hmm. Chung. Jimmy mm-hmm. Chung locks it down. I would be happy to own pages from this issue, even though I thought the story was the same X-Men story we've seen a hundred times. Um, the second issue came out today, and Mike Diodato does the art. So it's like, you had me with Chung. I'm willing to overlook that Soul is a pedestrian writer, but now you're going to throw Diodato at me with issue number two. I'm out. Peace and love. Thank you all for listening. I hope you come back no, next dude, week. We, no, we'll bring, we'll bring it up. I got a great inner travels. Okay. Well, um, as usual, this here shindig has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. One more time, DCBService.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a, a teeny tiny fraction of that cover price. Uh, from DC, it's Batman and the Shadow, the Murder Geniuses hardcover, 
$12.49. Eugenic, number one from Boom by James Tinian IV and Eric Donovan, $2.99. And from Scout Comics, it's Infernoct, number one, $2.19. In your travels, I'm going to go over here and get the book. I got this in my last box. And uh, if not for the DCBService.com discount, I would not have ordered this book because the cover price is seven ninety nine. Now, for a for a floppy, I I think that's a lot to ask. But we got it for for half off, boys' pants, and for four bucks, it was worth it. It was published by IDW. It is a one shot. Um, that was written, drawn, and lettered by Stan Sakai, and it was colored by Tom Luth. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Usagi Yojimbo. Oh, nice! And, and it was it was delightful. It was it was it was. I was um, what fifteen, twenty years younger. And Usagi was uh, running around with my favorite uh, Turtles buddies. And uh, I had a bunch of action figures on my shelf. And one of them was uh, Usagi Yojimbo. And there was a space Usagi. And it, it just was like a nice little uh, all the feels way back machine. So the, the, uh, the Playmates issue, uh, figures, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I love that Usagi. It's great. Um, but this is, was a lot of fun. Uh, brought to life by a master cartoonist. I think that's safe to say. Nobody's going to laugh at me when I call Stan Sakai a master because he is. Sensei brings it. In the, but it, it, like I said, seven ninety nine cover price. If you can find this issue inexpens- in, inexpensively, I suggest you do so because it's well worth the uh, the effort. Nice. Yeah. Oh man! Um, in your travels, um, yeah, we kind of went through some stuff. You know what? Um, well, this th- th- this might just seem like duh, but um, what the hell? I read Major the Hero the Night Number One. Oh and shit! You I better think, you uh, better not undersell that. You should just say, no, "Hey, dude, hey, I, read go, I thought we were going to go deep on this." Then yeah. that's my new travels. Get it, read it. We'll talk next week. Okay. All right. I was going to say this is too too near and dear to your heart. I think to yeah. No, I can't. I'm yeah. This is writing, like you said. No, I we'll, we'll we'll go deep. All right. Cool. Um, this has been a strange year in the sense that I feel like we talk about Batman like every week. Yes. Yeah. And I'm gonna talk about some more Batman. Nice. In your travels, uh, last week I believe it either came out the week this last week or the week before. I was in my one of my DCBS shipments. I don't remember if it was the last one or the one before that, but it is um, it's a deluxe edition hardcover from DC. Oh, it, oh. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It is Batman by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Risso. It is the collection of all of the. Batman-related stories that uh, those two have done together. 
And I bought this because I am an unabashed uh, fan of Azarello and Risso. And I don't think when I looked at this, I had read any of the content except for one story, which I will touch on. Um, but it's uh, it's not an overly large collection. It's, uh, I think, 230-some pages. Um, and it collects as follows. And it's pretty cool. They do it in chronological order, uh, which I think is a smart way to do it. So it uh, collects the story Scars, which was a short story presented in Gotham Knights back in 2000. It uh, then reprints Broken City. Oh, yes. Parts one through five and the conclusion. So six issues yeah. from Batman proper, 620 to 625. Then we get the three issues of uh, Night of Vengeance, part one, two, three, which are from Flashpoint Batman yeah. Night of Vengeance, uh, 2011. Uh, and then last, but so, actually, you know what's interesting? So they don't publish it in chronological order because the last story is uh, Batman, published in Wednesday Comics, numbers one through twelve from two thousand nine. So, which we talked about back when it came out. Um, it's 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 interesting collection for a lot of reasons. First of all, uh, Scars is, is a tiny short story. It's in black and white, and it is at the absolute at the the crux of when these guys were crushing it on a hundred bullets. So it looks like 100 bullets. It feels like 100 bullets. It's almost as if what if Batman lived in the 100 bullets world. Um, it's a, it's, again, it's a tiny short story. Uh, one and done, and you're out. Then Broken City, which I assume by David's yes, he's read it and enjoyed it. Uh, I had issues right here. Oh, cool. Um, I had not read this, and I am the better man for it, for having read it. This is in color which uh, is something we don't get to see with Rizzo often enough. Well, what's cool Mm -hmm. is that um, 100 Bullets took six months off so Brian and Eduardo could bring the entire 100 Bullets crew, including Clem, Dave Johnson on colors, on covers, Covers and and, and Patty Patty Mulville. Yeah, Yeah. so um, it was the entire team, and it was, um, I like the covers. But yeah, this was these six issues, and then, the next issue after it was, um, I think, when Hush started. So that's when um, Logan Lee came on. But yes. Oh, I'm, nice. I'm so this is right before Hush? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, dude, I mean, you guys know, I, I, when Rizzo draws women, I, I want to pass out. I, I, I can't handle the way he draws women. I mean, it's like when Batman walks in looking for uh, for Angel Lupo and, and Margo's in the bed. I mean, forget it, dude. Yeah. Forget it. She is an absolute vision. She is a straight-up vision. Um, But, yeah, it was a cool story, man. It uh, I guess spoilers are okay, right? I mean, it's a, it's a almost decade-old... Uh, uh, but you know, Batman's on the case. He's he's trying to solve a murder of a woman. Um, he thinks Killer Croc did it, and uh, he 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 interrogates uh, the Penguin. He interrogate uh, interrogates Scarface, uh, who's creepy as fuck. By the way, I haven't read much of Scarface over the years, but uh, that's a creepy idea for a villain. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, it's 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 it was I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, like you said, David, it's it's so evocative of 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 the hundred bullets. It's got the whole team, and um, uh, you know, I, I just I thought that uh, it was a Batman story. I mean, I laughed a little bit because they were 
so many versions of the pearls falling onto the ground. Yep. Um, I mean, like, mm-hmm. like they hit that home, and I know seemingly every, every artist has to has to do a pearl scene, but uh, yes. but but that said, I thought it was a cool whodunit. Um, the the actual whodunit was plausible. They introduced us to some new villains, and I'm wondering, did did Fat Man and Little Boy ever make an appearance again? I want to say they they did show up somewhere, but nothing that um, jumps out at me. Okay, but uh, yeah, but it was it was it was a terrific little arc of a story, and then um, and then the the um, the night of vengeance was a trip. Uh, have you read that, David? Um, yes, I I, um, I ended up going back and read it. I got the gist. Um, I read the first issue because. Of, I think we were mostly reading some of the Flashpoint stuff, and then All right. um, I kind of paused it, and then I, I I did find out what the big reveal was, um, but I didn't. I eventually did did go back and and finish it. Right. So that's the thing. I mean, this is an Elseworlds tale for better or for worse, as were most Flashpoint stuff. It was an alternative history, and um, in this in this history, Bruce is killed, and Thomas takes the mantle of the bat which has been done before. So the conceit, what makes this a different story, uh, and I'm going to spoil it, so for those of you that haven't read this from six years ago, but still playing on it, then you can fast forward, is that uh, the Joker, who is drawn to look exactly like Heath Ledger by Rousseau, Mm -hmm. is in fact Martha. So Bruce's death fractured them both in very different ways. It drove Bruce to be the bat, I'm sorry, it drove Thomas to be the bat and it drove Martha insane and she became the Joker. Now, I'm not so beholden to the Batman mythos that that bothers me. Uh, um, I thought it was quaint. I have to tell you, until I realized it was Martha, I was pretty bored by the story because I thought, like, oh God, I've seen a million, how many How many more times can I see uh, a, a Batman fighting the Joker and on top of it, I wasn't loving that they were drawing the character. He drew the character to look like Heath Ledger. Um, but then when I realized that it was not only that the Heath Ledger character looked like it was actually a woman and it was Martha, then I got, then I thought, okay, all right, you got me. That's an interesting twist for a, a, an Elseworlds tale, um, for sure. Uh, and then the last part is the Wednesday comics, uh, which we, uh, we, you know, we all, we all enjoyed. I, I didn't think it was a great Batman story when it came out. I thought it looked great, but I, I didn't think it was, an earth-shatteringly good um, Batman story, but uh, and I will say that if, if I have one criticism of this book, it's that the uh, since it's a, a traditional-sized hardcover, um, the reprint of the Wednesday comics is kind of busted because it's meant to be oversized. Oh, yeah. So you get, I mean, all, you know, you're getting these these pages with 15 panels in some cases um, on on an average-sized comic page when it's supposed to be newspaper-sized page, so. Um, but overall, the, the collection is, is terrific. If you're a Risso fan, this is a must-have. Uh, this is, I think, the only Risso work um, that I didn't have on my shelf. So now I do. Nice. I was, uh, I was mistaken. It was. Um, I always reverse that. It was uh, Hush and then Broken City. Oh, okay. So this came uh, after Hush. Yes. Oh, that's a tough act to follow. Wow. Yeah. Well. Vince would say no, but 
Well, I just mean no. I mean Hush was was massively um, hyped. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was received. It was yeah, overrated. Uh, was I think the word you're I would for. say yeah, I would probably say it was overrated. It was. I mean, it was. It was, it was Loeb and Lee working together. Um, I enjoyed the story. Uh, I didn't read it at the time as it was coming out, but um, I definitely think that it was it was way overhyped. I liked it, but I think that the reason to like it or not like it is that it was Jim Lee getting to draw every single Batman character and villain that he that he could think of. Yeah. And so if, if, if you're a Jim Lee acolyte, which many people in our generation are, that probably is as hella cool as it gets. If you're just in it for the story, it, it was a Batman story. I don't think it was a bad Batman story, but I don't think it was... It doesn't belong to be... It doesn't belong to be up there with some of the other things that they've done absolute copy, you know, collections of. True that. My brother. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us. Once again, we implore you to please come back next week because David will start frothing at the mouth and throwing things and kicking all kinds of stuff. Um, In the meantime... Come to our Facebook page or find us on the Twitter or go to 11oClockComics.com. Visit our Patreon page. Jason, where can they do that? www.patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash 11oClockComics. Nice. Uh, And in the meantime, say goodnight. David. Oh, yes. Nice cut off. Good wow. night. David. Wow. I don't know. Oof. I think you're. Oof. I think you're cheating. I think you were a minute man there. <laughs> it's a premature exclamation. Oof going on just come back next week we'll be here waiting for you all the comments well yeah and who knows if the uh, the Patreon thing pans out you may be getting it a lot quicker than you think you're going to get it it's um, <laughs> a lot <laughs> you never know that's right you never know Vince you need to keep them wanting they listen to you I, and they know that you're dying to do a sixth episode. Oh, I would do it every damn day. <laughs> every day. 25 G's a month. That's all we're asking. Did you guys see that the um, cover a day thing? I started that up. Talk on, on, the, pa- it. on the Patreon. Well, maybe if uh, someone read Slack. What's that? Well, more importantly, since our, re- our listeners don't have Slack, speak on it. Well, what I'm doing is I'm... Um, taking a uh, books from my personal collection they may not all be comics but they all are um, illustration and uh, featuring works from artists that have worked either in or on uh, comics meaning the interiors and or the covers and I'm just throwing up scans of books every single day uh, I'll give you a vintage cover 
maybe a little bit of commentary. Uh, hey, this is the cover artist. He also worked on this, or he later did this book. You know, like just putting it in some kind of context. And it's just a little bit of uh, eye candy for you every single day. And you can only get that uh, through our Patreon thing. How's that? Did I sell it? Sold it hard. Hardcore. Well, I don't want to do so, any hard selling. Oh, look, E-Man. I'm looking at E-Man. Mm-hmm. On the, on the Slack. Aw. Yeah, so so come to our, our Patreon thing and enjoy. Uh, just have fun with us because that's what all this is about. Come back next week. We'll be here waiting. Mm. We'll have some beer or hot drinks or whatever you need. Just come back. Bye. Peace. Later.